In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado? for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little... Or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Shouty in the clothes, straight flexing. I'm looking 
Without in pain, 
welcome to your Friday, folks. This is your Beverly Hills recap of this week's episode. What an episode it was. My God. If you guys could see, and you can now because of YouTube, my hair is just wild. It is just wavy and just a lot of natural curls happening. Also, I wish you could see my home office right now. On YouTube, you can see a little bit, but you can't see now I have these three screens. I have this one that I'm looking into with the, the webcam up here. I've got this uh, ring light that doesn't really do any, doesn't make me look any better. And then I got these two other screens. Over here, I'm playing Beverly Hills, uh, the Beverly Hills episode that just aired yesterday. And over here, I've got my notes. Uh, so this is like, I'm like the, finally the captain of my own starship. It is, uh, it's probably the worst starship. It's not even, you know, starship, that's probably the wrong thing. <laughs> I just, there's a lot of things that I have to control right now. Uh, also, if you are watching this on YouTube, hello. Uh, if you'll see in the background, we've got the Tom Girardi lingerie. We've got my neon sign. We've got a little Batman Funko figure. figure. We got Dave Quinn's amazing book, not all diamonds and rosé. We've got this. This is a new piece. I've had this for a while. This is me and Andy Cohen, you guys. Uh, one of my favorite artists, Brandon Bird, uh, did this custom, and it is just... Uh, he, Andy's one of my heroes, obviously. Oh, and there's Chris Jenner in the back. For all of you guys listening, I hope I walked you through that. So if you were blind or something, you kind of get a good picture. We have Cop Without a Badge up here. I just showed the YouTube audience before you guys, but this is my Luann in a bush. Like, look, I'm Luann. I fell into the bush. I'm drunk. <laughs> um, you guys, how are you doing this week? We had a great week of episodes, a great week on YouTube as well. And we're going to have a great day today in terms of just having fun. You made it. You made it to the end of the week. You did it. And we are going to uh, have fun together, get a drink, <laughs> get a cocktail. I'm just going to choke. <laughs> <sighs> kind of was hoping that would do something for the numbers if I actually died on the podcast but let's have fun because you've earned it. Get your drink. I'm drinking a little DC, a little Fernet Branca, a little water. The whole the whole gang's here. Um, but uh, you made it. We have two days of rest and relaxation, supposedly. And what I always say going into these days is... Just have the best time. Take care of yourself. Uh, eat something good. Drink something good. Maybe kiss somebody only with their approval. Maybe have sexy time. Maybe dance. Maybe play with your animals or your kids or both. Uh, take a little time for yourself. Read a book. Watch a show. Uh, we've got a lot of shows out uh, as of yesterday. Now, I haven't been able to see this yet, but Ultimate Girls Trip Ex-Wives Club has finally premiered on Peacock. The first three episodes are out there, and it is very fun. I gotta watch it before I read too much uh, from everybody else, because it gets... I mean, it seems like people have some really strong opinions. Uh, Dorinda's already getting uh, a lot of... I don't know, like, just... It's Dorinda. It's at Bluestone Manor. So, of course... Uh, Dorinda is taking a lot of hits already. We've got Vicky taking a lot of hits. It seems like every girl in this cast is a potential troublemaker. So we'll see. Also, Southern Charm came back tonight. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. We will be recapping the entire season of Southern Charm. Uh, that'll probably come up on Tuesday. So you'll always get the Southern Charm recap on Tuesday after the Pop Culture Roundup on Monday with Sophie Ross. Uh, if you subscribe, all these will just show up in your feed. The Southern Charm recaps I'll be doing solo for the most part, but I was thinking I'll have some guests, hopefully some Southern Charm cast members pop by, but it'll be a happening, you know? And because we have the Kardashians, 
Kardashians, that is done uh, for the season. So I'll fold those news stories into general pop culture content. But if you didn't listen to the uh, MJ Corey Kardashian Colloquium. I always say the fucking name wrong, but she was amazing. If you haven't checked that episode out, check it out. But we had a great week of episodes. My friend Christina Ariel, uh, the host from the uh, Star Wars show, was on. I loved her so much. I can't wait to talk to her again. We had Julie and Brandy from The People's Couch, and I was just on their podcast, Dumb Gay Politics. But I just forewarn you, it is political. So if that is not your thing, the other thing I suggest from all my listeners or anybody just in general is watch the things that um that 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 are not going to upset you that that are going to uh fill you up and if you don't like hearing about politics which i totally get in the atmosphere that we've been in forever now uh just don't listen to it you know move on to the things like move on to this stupid silly recap where i make fun of how drunk Erica got look at me drunk <laughs> man wasn't erica you know I got to tell you guys, everyone's like, well, I like Erica tonight. Good. You should like Erica tonight. It's okay to like people that are horrible. Like, listen, there are times with Rinna. I like Rinna. There are times when I like all of these ladies. Um, but also, I will say, you know, there are elements of Erica Jane that are attractive to other people. I mean, not looks-wise or holding her own liquor, but, you know, other things. You can enjoy these characters. And just because I rail against somebody or your favorite, uh, you know, Bravo podcaster or friend, just because you guys have differences of opinions, it's okay. We're adults. We can love the people we want, and we can accept the fact that uh, other people like different things without it completely ruining your day. Even though at the end of the day, we've always uh, held true to the fact that that is all true, but still my opinions are completely the right ones, and those are the only ones we accept here. All right. Okay. As long as we're on the same page. Um, uh, did you guys have – did you have a good week? Was it a crazy week for you? I hope not. I hope you had a good one. Um, let's just get right into this because uh, I want to be silly as hell because this was a fun-ass episode, and I um, – the other thing that gets me frustrated thinking about Beverly Hills lately – and I warned you guys going into the season, we would get a lot of this of, uh, Beverly Hills fell off. This season sucks. Guys, of course it's going to suck if you compare it to last season. That You know, last season, like I always say, is a one, you're never going to get something like that again. That is completely unique. And to get something like that again, you would have to have a gross miscarriage of justice in the legal system or, you know, like to have that happen again, we would have to have like some weird mass murder happen, you know, for it to get back to that kind of intensity level. But if you can actually enjoy this for what it is, which I think is just a collection of ladies that have all chosen to be on a reality show that have have uh, obvious differences that are all idiotic in a sense. Some are great. Some aren't so great this year. Next year, it could be completely different. But I love the minutia of it. I love watching Erica get drunk. I love watching Kyle try to imitate other cast members. I love watching Garcelle rise. I mean, she is, seems like she's the new Supreme. I love Sutton going, I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, I'm looking at all my Bumble. I'm looking, I, he's got Billy Bob Thornton look. Ooh, dog. You know, I love her and Erica having that scene. You know, but you can watch these things with uh, an intensity, which I love, and that's what I kind of base my whole life on now. But don't, uh, don't ever... Uh, shy away from having your opinions or uh, or just having to get you upset enough where um, 
You stop listening to this show. <laughs> okay, let's get into some news, you guys. Uh, Denise Richards, really, she is in, she's mentioned in this episode, but also what a, you know, what a week she's had uh, in terms of OnlyFans. So we did a pop culture story on Monday that her daughter, Sammy Stage, joined Only OnlyFans, and she's, what, she's like 18 years old. And Charlie Sheen at first was against it. Now Charlie Sheen is back on board. Yay, Charlie. You know, but the thing is, this young girl, this 18-year-old made $56,000 in the course of two days. And that's when I think everybody's like, oh, I, 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 Denise is like, I love this. I love, I love exactly what you're doing. Can I charge you rent now? So guess what happened today, you guys? Denise Richards joined OnlyFans, as I predicted on this show, because she saw how much money her daughter was making and go, my God, I haven't made that much money since Wild Things uh, 20 years ago. Like, that, that is wild money for your daughter to out-earn you. Even Aaron Pfeiffer's Denise's husband is like, could you help me discover, could you, could you help me discover how mosquitoes are dangerous to us all? They're carrying a disease. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see Aaron, who knows the secrets of the world? And a lot of people still like, he truly does. I'm like, okay, cool. I would love to him to explain the pandemic to me because you know it would even like make Dorit be like, when is this guy going to shut up? You'd know he'd keep going. But also, I would love to sometimes see Aaron talk with um, Elizabeth Holmes from Theranos. It's a great step forward in innovation for females. And like, he'd be like, Elizabeth, can I talk to you about your blood work? Like, it is, I, I miss those. That's like, I always agree with people. Denise wasn't the most amazing housewife. I will always love her because she needed extra love with what that horrible, horrible monster Lisa Rinna did to her that last season. But uh, what I'll always be upset about in terms of Denise Richards is we didn't get more Aaron. Like, wouldn't you have loved to have seen them come back and him hack to explain, you know, how the pandemic and like the vaccines and it would have just been wild. And I, I always will regret that. And plus, I always think of things now in terms of the show, in terms of see, like even the Sammy, her daughter with the OnlyFans, I'm like, I think of it as a storyline. I'm like, oh my God, that's a good storyline. That would have been in Beverly Hills. This OnlyFans, Sammy, and then Denise joining OnlyFans. Are you out there telling me you would not want to see the conversations going on about Sammy, we need to talk to you about your OnlyFans. I would be so down for that. And then all of the ladies getting jealous and Lisa, hey, I would like to share an OnlyFans. <laughs> Erotic photos. <laughs> and then Denise, Diana Jenkins, like, I did the book room 23. And it was very erotic, but OnlyFans you can get. Um, you know, partially nude of me and my celebrity friends. Like, I would love that storyline. It would be amazing. Um, the other thing is, we recorded this whole episode, last week's episode. The next day, the Diana Jenkins stuff broke in terms of her um, getting, not getting into it per se, but she said, you know, it... it it must not be great being a black content creator. Diana Jenkins then went on to say that is a, uh, it, it's from where she's from. They use that kind of wording to describe snarky or uh, black humor, I guess, in a way. And um, 
uh, you know, people have said, well, that is true in terms of European, but she's been here so long. There's a lot of inconsistencies with Diana Jenkins, if you guys have noticed. There's a lot of mystery. And in fact, I just want to make a couple of things clear because we talked about this briefly last week. Diana got divorced in 2011, but in the first episode of this season, um, it's portrayed in a very different way. It almost seems like a recent divorce, and then she met her boy toy, and then they had a child all very recently, and that is just not the case as well. 2011, they got divorced. But it's interesting, Diana, on these shows because she's trying to make a point to not share a lot, which is weird. Why sign up to be on a show where that is kind of what you're supposed to do, and you can even sense the other ladies trying to pull it out of here. And if you look at Diana on camera, and listen, I, I hear another, that's the other, I get so tired of this kind of, this kind of discourse of she's not bringing anything yet this season. Yeah, maybe it's her first season. Like, this, listen, she's bringing enough for me. Like, this is even the off-screen drama. Even, like, looking into uh, Diana Jenkins is is kind of amazing. Like, I, I mean, there is a whole story there that we have no idea of. I mean, I found out she dated Chris Rock. Uh, not Chris Rock. <laughs> Kid Rock. She dated. That's a real big difference. <laughs> Chris Rock is... My name is Kid Rock. Like, Diana Jenkins, there is literally so many photos because I think they still remain friends. And listen, I'm a ba-da-da-ba-da-bang-da-bang, da-da-da-da-da. You know, 20 years ago, or whenever his real big heyday was uh, in terms of alternative rap music when he was part of that rap rock uh, lineage, like Limp Bizkit and stuff, he has rebranded himself as more uh, country and, and more... I don't want to say right wing in terms of that being it's just that that's who he speaks to now. It's it's very interesting. And, and you have to rebrand at some point to be able to stay in uh, the limelight in terms of making money. And Kid Rock, I, I hate to break it to people that are that are that don't know that like he still sells out arenas. I mean, they're all in um, rural territory. Um, and, you know, a lot of his fans, you you know, there's a lot of commonality in terms of political um I guess who 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 they support politically. I'm trying to be uh, politically correct in talking about this, but uh, it, it, you know he still is wildly popular, just not in the way that I remember him as the you know little Joe C, his little little person friend that uh, unfortunately passed away. He was part of that crew, like it was a whole thing. Also, Kid Rock, he really in terms of women, he is like I what was I comparing him to the other day? It, it was like no, he is like. Uh, the right-wing John Mayer. Like, this guy, Pamela Anderson, um, now Diana Jenkins. I mean, this, you got, you have to really, this guy's trying, it's almost also like a, there's a David Spade quality in like, how did David, David Spade is another guy. I I love David Spade. I think he's hysterical. Um, but also, he gets so many beautiful, beautiful women. In fact, he had a daughter with a playmate. And um, in fact, funny story about David Spade. This is how these things always end up so long. I just end up going off on. Uh, I don't even want to apologize. If you like it, you like it. Thanks for being here. Um, <laughs> go subscribe to the YouTube and leave a five star review. David Spade, when I was dating that girl, you guys, that you know, remember the high school girl into college? Then we moved out to LA together. I remember when I was working at the day spa, she was going back to Arizona on a Southwest flight. And David Spade always took Southwest because he's from Arizona too and has a place back there. Wound up on David Spade's Southwest flight and they exchanged numbers. Like he immediately hit on her, asked her to come sit by him in the premium Southwest. There's no first class on Southwest. But I also, two things about that I like. One, I don't. First off, David Spade, uh, I like that he he is not looking to be a baller. Like he's he wants to just 
you know, like that guy is probably richer than most people we know because he's taken Southwest flights. I'm all about, um, you know, listen, I'm an old Navy man. I get it. I get it, David. I love that. Um, the other thing I loved is that he seems very confident in, for, you know, what some say is not a Brad Pitt looking man. What I don't like and what I didn't like was that he still knew he was funny as hell and proceeded to hit on my long-term girlfriend at that point. We do know that the long-term girlfriend didn't work out because there was like another celebrity involved too. So now that I'm telling this story, I'm literally realizing, uh, she potentially cheated on me a bunch and maybe even with David Spade. Good story. Anyways, back to Kid Rock. You guys enjoy yourself out there? Oh, it is so fun to track my breakdowns through this uh, this recording and on YouTube now. Uh, so Kid Rock, Diana Jenkins, I still think there is so much to explore to her because I love... I've just watched so many of these shows now that I love when somebody is quiet. I love... We see in this episode Diana Jenkins in the background like... I am bored with everybody. I do not like any of these ladies. I'm very well. Like, she's, do you notice she's even, like, giving up on fully speaking sentences? She kind of just like, I don't know how to leave. She doesn't even, like, that's how rich she is. She doesn't even need to pronounce words anymore. She's like, I love to be alive. Like, excuse me? Like, I had the um, subtitles on, so I actually, she was speaking full English, but it was just, she was just kind of like over it. I think halfway through the show, I felt like she gave up this episode, but come on. I love that. How do you not love that? I think it's completely unique, uh, to go about the show that way. Um, okay. So one more news story before we get into the actual meat and potatoes, Erica's drunken Titanic, y'all. She never let me go. <laughs> Never let me go, Tom. I never will. Let me tell you a story about when I was at John Wayne's house. <laughs> tell me, Tom. Tell me. How many Titanic jokes were you making in your head last night? Because I was just making so many of them uh, constantly. So uh, the last story I want to do is uh, Teddy Mellencamp. Uh, sorry, I... Uh, Freddie Mellencamp, I keep saying her name wrong. There is this character, Freddie Mellencamp. I don't know if you remember, she was on Beverly Hills, uh, like, I don't know, 10 seasons ago. Who knows? Her dad, you guys, this is a fun fact. Her dad is Michael Bolton. Uh, Yeah, the musician, yeah. So really star-studded family. Um, But she does this, um, the Twat Pod with uh, Tamrat, the, the two Teddies in a pod pod. And she is really, she really, all these ladies really, I always say they just want to be on the show so badly again. And I, I mean, if that's what they really want, I want that. But the podcast, their podcast is really successful. But the funny thing is, is Teddy wants to be in on this action so bad. So she's really, and and the funny thing is, I mean, this could all be fake just for fun. Who knows? They, They think that they're super witty and smart and all that stuff. So who knows? Maybe it's totally part of it. But we also know Vicky Gunvalson is reactionary and stuff. So Vicky and Tamara did an interview for Entertainment Tonight where Tamara uh, brought up her podcast because Tamara is a salesman, man. Tamara is like, here are my wares. I am a gypsy. I move from down to I do want to continue to make a living. Uh, that's a horrible um, Tamara impression, just to be honest. But I love that she's like wants to make money off of this success. Like who wouldn't? All the housewives do. So 
they do this entertainment tonight thing and Te- and Tamara brings up the teddy pod and Vicky's like, oh, oh. And she's like, she doesn't like my podcast. She's like, I don't like Teddy Mellencamp. I don't like Teddy Mellencamp. I don't know her, but I know I, I don't like her. And listen, Vicky is wrong about a lot of things. This, I think she's nailed it. She's great opinion. Vicky, a broken clock can be right twice a day. And uh, Teddy sees this, and Teddy's like, did somebody call my name? It's me, Freddie. I'm going to do the Freddie dance. I've eaten two lettuce wraps today with nothing in them, just lettuce. And she comes out, and she wants to get in and into it on Twitter. And the sad thing is with Teddy is that we know Teddy isn't, um, what? what is it, what's that word? Uh, funny. Funny. She is not funny. Um, so I believe somebody wrote this to begin with. Um, I, I truly believe somebody wrote this for her. on Twitter yesterday. She wrote any other Bravo fans watching. I love that for you on Showtime with Vanessa Bayer. It's about a girl who scams her way into a job by lying about having cancer. Just feels so familiar. And of course, that is a shout out to uh, Girth Brooks. Uh, Brooks, uh, Vicky's uh, ex-lover who filled up her love tank on many occasions. That is a reference to Brooks, which is like, first off, I just don't think, I almost think Tamara wrote this and was like, Tamara, post this on Twitter and let's get something going. So uh, then it was just like the floodgates were open. One of my favorite Twitter accounts, Rex Reed says, uh, wrote underneath, speaking of scams, how's all in going, Teddy? It's perfect. All in is a scam. I mean, it never got to cult-like status, but definitely a scam. And I just love that. The thing is, you have to be careful, myself included, on who you make fun of, who you come for, because if you are not completely on the up and up, like Teddy is no, there's no way Teddy should not be commenting about scams at all. There's just, Teddy should stay as far away from scams that she possibly can. And uh, so then this was, then just the internet was ablaze because it's the one thing you love about Bravo Instagram or something. They just love, we all love to go for the same joke. Uh, let me see. Let me read some uh, ones. I think this was on Bravo Snarkside, uh, an account. Uh, so Vicky then saw this tweet and tweeted, wow, low blow, you know, and I just read this in a script. You know nothing about what transpired with my ex. This is why you only lasted three years. Me? 14 exclamation point. And then she tagged Tamara in it. And Tabra like sent back like a photo meme of like, why am I involved in this? And Teddy wrote back, well, if we're, if we're talking numbers, could you let us all know where you were on January 6th, 6th? And, you know, Bravo Snarkside, this account also was like, well, you know, you literally did an an ad endorsing a homophobic church that her and Edwin are a part of. I just think, listen, very witty, Teddy, Freddie, you did it, you know, very witty. But listen, you're not, that's not what you're good at. You're good at trying to... You're like a barnacle. Like you're gonna like being a bar like you're hanging on, trying to get some success going. Um, I totally get that. And by the way, you do have a you do have a successful podcast, but you getting in the mix of these things, like I don't know. It's just there's like a um there's like a it just feels like there's like a dis a heavy disadvantage, and especially if you have the past that Freddie did, 
and you ran a diet cult called All In, you shouldn't be commenting about scams. You shouldn't be commenting about January 6th. You should just comment on what you know, which is that you are the daughter of John Mellencamp and that you really uh, want to be around Kyle a lot. And for a time, you tried to look completely like her. Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't know what you guys think, but let me know. Uh, But it is funny. There is that... I will say this, too, is that I'm not ignorant. Freddie has a place in the Bravo community. Unfortunately, it is just as a punching bag. Like, this, like, Freddie takes so many hits. Thankfully, I, I like I said, she's not, what's the word, funny. So I don't think she even necessarily understands the witticism that actually gets thrown her way. But, um... Thankfully, she doesn't. Obliviousness is key for Freddie in this sense because it would just be hurt being slammed around all the way. But she keeps asking for it. She keeps putting herself in these situations. And there's always that element of housewives that I love because it's the sadness element is that no matter what, there's like kind of a sadness with knowing that Teddy still wants to be involved this bad, that this is something that is providing food and bigger houses and stuff like that for her family. So she needs to stay in it. You know, it's that thing where like, once you get an opening, you got to go through it. And at this point, it looks like a lot of her other, um, goals in terms of like, you know, being a lifestyle blogger. Remember like even her podcast had a complete, um, 180. It started out as the Teddy Teapod, which was like one of the poor, most poorly reviewed podcasts out there. And it was just unlistenable. And then she converted to a murder podcast. Remember that? It was like a year ago. She converted to a murder podcast. That lasted four episodes. And now she finally found something. And this is a success. Every I don't listen to it, but everybody says, says, says it's enjoyable. Like, ride this out, but don't cause more damage for yourself. Like, Sit back, do the interviews, let Tamara do the work. Tamara, this, I mean, Tamara to me is, she's like a gossip columnist. Like she talks mad shit all the time. And then like, who, me? I didn't do that. Like, and then she's like, why does Andy say I run the, because you do run a shit talking about housewives behind the scenes. And that's why it's hard. Like, I, I love that, that this is what shows you how egotistic the housewives are. They still tell people like Kelly Dodd and Tamara things. They tell them secrets, and then they, they both fully tell, like just fully reveal all of the secrets all of the time. Whether on Jeff Lewis's show or their show, they just spill all the time because they know that's their bread and butter. That's what keeps people coming around for more, and we we totally eat it up. Now, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, you guys. Um, oh, also big news, Beverly Hills, Mauricio Umansky, he announced he has a new show for Netflix, uh, that is already filmed. This is actually pretty exciting. If, uh, if you love Mauricio, which a lot of ladies do, it's come, it's called buying Beverly Hills. It's coming to Netflix in the fall of 2022. And it says it was only a matter of time that that was the announcement phrase. And it's going to be with his daughters. Uh, Farah and Alexia, so a family affair. I wonder if PK will join in it. Oh, hey, Pinky, hey, buddy, I'll put myself out with you. <laughs> I just wonder, like, it's it's that same thing where I talk about Diana Jenkins or billionaires in general, is that it scares me because I want a lot of money one day. I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. But I now I'm getting scared. It's like these people have a lot of money and they keep wanting more. It's the Kardashian effect. They keep needing more. It's like, yo, man, how about like vacation all the time? How about, you know, 
what are we doing now? What are we we're stockpiling money? Like, do you guys ever wonder about that? Like, there's only many shoes and handbags you can have. Like, at, at the end of the day, if God does exist, you go to heaven, he's like, yo, man, I gave you that success with housewives and the agency so you could actually spend just all time with your family and not a lot of work, and you chose to keep multiplying. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go so far as to say greed, but you know, like, there is this something that's like, well, how, where does it end? Like, where, where does it end? I do believe it'll end actually in the Battle of Calabasas. I predicted this for a long time. Now I'm thinking we've got to shake things up. Originally, I thought it was going to be the Kardashians against Will and Jada Smith and the Smiths because they all like kind of have Hidden Hills, Woodland Hills area. Now I'm thinking since this Will Smith Oscar debacle, which I'll do a uh, 20 minute YouTube video on later. I believe Chris Jenner was behind the uh, Chris Rock slap uh, just to kind of uh, throw Will Smith down the chain. So it's, it's a huge conspiracy video. By the way, I, I could put out a video like that and, you know, it would get like a million views because people like conspiracy weird shit. Um, but I, uh, I think now the Omanskis, they could end up battling the Kardashians at some point. The Omanskis are on their way to a dynasty. The only thing that's got to kill Kyle is that they didn't start earlier because these daughters, one daughter's in her 30s, the other, you know, we've got we've got daughters, but like we need the Kardashian effect. My, uh, this is a prediction. This is a so bad it's good prediction. And we do know that I am correct on all my predictions. They do actually come true. Is that I bet you will see in less than two years a family show called The Umanskis or something to that effect, like the the Umansky Richards or something. And it will be Kyle, all the daughters, and Mauricio selling weed. No, no, no. But you know what? You, I could totally see it, and I know you know that you could too. I think this is the family to eventually take on the Kardashians. Who knows? So this episode, you guys, and big shout out goes to Juliana Carraza, who actually did take notes this week again. And I felt so her email, because we were, we were like, oh, how do we condense this? I was talking with Meditza on the Patreon this past weekend, which, oh, huge Patreon announcement. Um, on Monday, you will be getting uh, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2 solo recaps of uh, Episode 1. We'll be doing that over on the Patreon, which I'm really excited about. So if you love Ultimate Girls Trip Season 2, it's going to be all over there on the Patreon. And we'll, you know, I'm sure I'll say some little news stories about Ultimate Girls Trip on the main pod. But if that's your jam, go on over to the Patreon, a couple bucks a month. You can get those episodes plus so much more. But Juliana took all these notes again. So Juliana, thank you so much. She really does such an amazing job because I've watched it a couple times, but with her notes, I went through and watched it with her notes and just made some small notes to it. And she hit everything. She hit everything. It's so cool. Um, Okay, let's get into this. How many times have I said, let's get into this? <laughs> it's so sad. Um, okay, June 22nd, 2022, baby. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. What's this called, folks? It's called Ship Faced. Whoa! <laughs> S-H-I-P. Don't, don't, uh, don't kick the kids out of the room. I didn't say S-H-I-T. I said S-H-I-P. That is so funny. Ship Faced. Because they're on a ship. Woo! No, actually, I thought that was a very clever title. Season 12, episode 7. We are seven episodes in, only 43 more episodes to go. The summary that uh, DirecTV tells us is, The women set sail ab- aboard Dorit's luxury yacht in Mexico, but Erica goes... <laughs> but, er- 
But Erica goes overboard with her <laughs> But Erica goes overboard with her partying and winds up three sheets to the wind. Di- I don't <laughs> Diana Diana admits to Kyle that her temper is still burning. <laughs> is still burning hot at <laughs> Oh my god, who wrote this is an actually this is a summary that Bravo wrote. Hey, son, how are you? Well, mom, I just wrote a um a re- wrote a little teaser for the TV with Beverly Hills, and Andy really liked it. What, what does it say? Erica goes overboard with her party and winds up three sheets to the wind. <laughs> Imagine never watching Housewives and going, "What's this show about, hun? Oh, let's read. Uh, Erica goes overboard with her party and winds up three sheets to the wind. Diana admits to Kyle that her temper is still burning hot. <laughs> burning hot it's the copyright what what a way to spruce it up so diana admits to kyle that she's still pissed at sun burning hot (laughs) have you guys burning i'm burning hot right now also i realize in this episode who erica reminds me of when she's drunk and it's cartman from south park what's going on guys like she's just that like you know she's just that kind of drunk that just farts you know it's like oops <laughs> you know did i do that she's just like like it's there's a ramona-esque quality to drunk erica as well I love it. So we always get previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They always give that different voiceover to somebody in the cast. This week it's Sutton, which I was so proud of. She's like, previously on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we had a scene of Sutton um, tries to uh, shake on it with Erica about letting bygones be bygones. Like, remember that scene earlier at, at, at Harry's birthday party? And she's like, shake on it. And Erica's like, no, go fuck yourself. And she's like, uh... And son's like, I don't like you. And Erica going, good. What is the mutual thing? <laughs> My favorite thing after watching Erica so much is the inflection with Erica is that she truly will get to a point when she's on her heels. And when this is like a tell, like a poker tell where, you know, she's upset because her voice goes super high in a way that it's like, oh, you can't. You're actually upset because in that scene, you go, she goes, good, (laughs) that's a mutual thing, like a helium balloon because she didn't realize that Sutton could talk back to her. Loved it. Then we have a scene in Punta de Mita with Crystal, Rinna, and Erica where they tried surfing. (laughs) You know, this is (laughs) it's a very jump the shark moment. (laughs) Erica, they're all falling. We have where like something touches Kyle's butt in the water. She's like, something touched my butt in the water. Rinna, a scene with her observing her surroundings. She's like, it's very pleasant. Uh, And also, this is the trip directly after her mom passing. Her mom had only been, uh, God, I'm like, not alive for two days when she went on this. And she says she feels her mom here more than she ever did, which also, like, a free trip, I feel. I think I would feel my ancestry as well. (laughs) You know, when when I'm in the lap of luxury, I'm like, I feel 
the Baileys within me. At dinner, uh, we have a scene last week where Sutton's like, I'm a very good person. And Diana, like, interrupts, like, oh, yeah. And Sutton's like, yeah, I'm going to say it again. And Diana's like, yeah, but how does that help? And Sutton's like, I'm going to say it again, I'll say, I'll say, until you can heal me. And then Erica even was like, son. Son, son. It reminds me of that scene in A Christmas Story where uh, the little the little Peter Billingsley kid, you sh- you'll shoot your eye out. Remember when he starts beating up that bully and the bully's little like, stop it, stop it, stop it. That's like Erica was like, son, son, son. Like Erica even like, Sutton gets into this kind of like weird rage that like she can't be held back. And I got to tell you, it's one of the biggest turn-ons I've ever seen in my life. Truly, once again, I am begging you um, to date me, Sutton Strack. I, I love you so much, <laughs> truly. And I know we're being listened to by thousands of people right now, but just, I'm a podcaster standing in front of a very rich woman asking you to let me live with you in a guest house or just uh, e- even just on the property somewhere. Um, so we have a Diana talking head going, Sutton's reaction is shocking. It's really not normal behavior. And Crystal's going, moving forward in our friendship, Sutton, it's important to me. Uh, and Kyle's like, I would take this apology. And, and Rena goes, lovely. And Kyle's like, Rena, shut up. And Garcelle's like, Rena, shut up. Kyle goes, lovely. We go into the taglines and we are in this week's episode. Garcelle says, Oh, the taglines. It's all like, you know, I don't need a spotlight. I shine just fine. Garcelle, Rinna. Hi, I'm Kama. I'm a bitch. Dorit's like, you can take all my things and you won't have taken a thing that matters. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Diana's like, the only thing better than having it all is having even more. Sutton's like, if you want a seat at my table, I say, I say, you best mind your manners. Crystal's like, hi, I'm Crystal. No, she has, says, uh, they say talk is cheap, but in Beverly Hills, my husband directed The Lion King. No, she says, it can cost you. And Erica goes, I have nothing to hide and nothing to lose. And that makes me drunk. And Kyle's like, when you're the real deal, you don't have to pretend. Okay, and so we get the uh, opening. It says, Punta de Mita, Mexico, 11.10 p.m. I read all stage directions in PK's voice from here on out. Uh, The moon is still full, and they pan to the Casa 3, where Erica is entering. This is, I believe, Diana's uh, abode. You know, Erica pushing, like, I'm coming in. This is directly after the dinner last week's episode. Erica goes, who wanted the stripper? I'm here. Like, I would just, like, dive off a balcony. If Erica was like, I'm about to take my clothes off, I'd be like, peace out. Like, I'm out. I don't need to see this. I'm a young man. Not really, but I just don't want to see this. And then Crystal laughs. They hug. I love just, like, the... The formalities of women, all the hugging, and I guess guys do like the handshake or the up top, but like the, just all the hugging, like they just saw each other at dinner and now they're in a different uh, uh, dwelling and they need to re-hug. Like just so many germs. Erica goes, Diana, gorgeous. And uh, Diana goes, mm-hmm. and at this point, I like if I was Diana, I truly would be going like, 
Erica, put your purse to the side. I don't want you to play any Butterfingers. Because you know, you just shake Erica and like like Diana's jewelry would fall out. I'm like, I thought you said I could buy one of those Panther rings. <laughs> um, so uh, we're having the nightcap in Diana's presidential suite. Krista goes, I actually want a drink. And Diana goes, what do you want to drink? And Krista goes, tequila. And Diana goes, this one? Pulls out a tequila. And she's like, yeah. Diana in the talking head says, I want to have fun. I want to escape everything. And maybe tequila will help. Remember, Diana had that breakdown last week because of Sutton, supposedly. Uh, Diana goes, we are past champagne at this point. Need something stronger. Ha ha. She has an interest. She goes, ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. You know what Diana's pitch and tenor kind of sounds like? The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City music. The ha 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 ha. You know the choral music? The incidental music in between scenes? Real Housewives of Salt Lake City does that where I was obsessed with it in the first season because they would have a choral element where it'd be like ha ha ha. And Diana kind of when she like goes ha ha. Ha-ha. Crystal goes, cheers, guys. And Diana goes, yes, cheers. Diana always kind of reminds me of a Bond villain, a James Bond villain. Because that's the other thing. Like, don't fall. Like, I'm not. Let's not. Let's be aware. I feel like Diana could end all of us. Like, there's. Like, we're laughing and joking. But at the same time, like, I'm like, Diana, I'm sorry for whatever you're offended by that I say. Because I have a feeling, like, you know, I just have a feeling she can make things happen bad for people. Crustal, which remember, Crystal now we've deemed Crustal. It was a stupid name that made me laugh, so it's Crustal it is. Crustal goes, are you sure you're okay to Diana? Diana goes, no, I'm totally okay. And Erica goes, I told Sutton, she made the new girl cry. <laughs> and uh, I have to point out again that Erica is still in the Miss Fancy tracksuit. She's like, try. <laughs> Washed up Bobby comes with his tracksuit and these huge sunglasses that I never take off. Um, we get a flashback to two hours earlier. Dorico's, what's the matter? Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop. And Diana goes, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm good. I promise you that. Don't want to do this, please. No. Sutton and Kyle now are walking down to Diana's presidential suite. And Kyle goes, do you think the door will be open? And Sutton goes, well, maybe to you it'll be open. <laughs> I'll say it's down to me, son's rack. And the door is not open, so they have to knock. And Erica goes, oh, I hear someone. Crustle goes, oh, Kyle and Sutton. And Erica goes, there they are. Come on in. Like Erica, do you notice how Erica always welcomes people into other people's houses and shit? Like, just like, you can just tell, like, yeah. Yeah, make us have a drink. Yeah, go into Diana's purse. Sure, it's a heavy. Her casa, our casa. Um, so uh, Diana goes, oh my God. Disappointed to see Sutton. Diana in a talking head goes, ah, ah, ah. She's let, she lets out this disgusted sigh. She shakes her head in disability. Like, ah. I can't believe I have to share this suite with Sutton. And Erica goes, Crystal's going to play bartender. She's right there. Erica, why don't you play bartender? Mike? Why are you always assigning menial tasks to other people? This isn't Pasadena, toots. And uh, Kyle in a talking head goes, were Sutton and Diana fighting and did we have some issues? Yes, but this will not stop us. Now, Dorit P3O uh, enters. He's like, hello, 
my coordinates said you were here. And Kyle in a talking head says, we will come to your room, yeah, and we will drink your alcohol, even the ones that are mad at you. Dorit to Crystal at the bar in the room. This is hysterical, you guys. I thought this was so funny. Crystal is pouring a drink, and Dorit goes, excuse me? Not feeling generous tonight? Because she wasn't pouring enough alcohol into the glass for Dorit. You know, all joking aside, aren't there ever these housewives that you're like, man, dude, I would love. Like, I know this is just like, you know, we, we want like world peace and all this stuff. But like, then I'm like, I'd also like to drink with Dorit. Like, there's certain ones like, ah, I'd love to kind of throw back a couple, couple cold ones with Dorit. Could you imagine? She's like, oh, I'd like to tell you about my time in Italy, Ryan. <laughs> oh, bonjour, no, Signor Bailey. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Crystal's like, I'm going to top it off. It's just how I mix it. And he goes, hello? Like, she's like bullying. Like, put more alcohol in now, Crystal. Sutton goes, well, I used to live in Laguna Beach. I say, I say, my husband, he decided he wanted boogie board. <laughs> I watch him just eat it. And Erica goes, is he remarried? <laughs> I'm not asking for myself. <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> Um, Erica is in that Kardashian sense, like after Kim Kardashian did Saturday Night Live this season, and she thinks she's Dave Chappelle all of a sudden, like on the episodes, you saw her being loose Kim this season of the Kardashians. And that's where Erica is like, I got nothing to lose. I'm going to tell fart jokes. Knock, knock. Who's there? Erica. Erica who? Calm your money. Um, Kyle to Diana goes, what about your ex, Diana? Are you friends with your ex? And Diana goes, really good, yeah. And Kyle goes, oh, that's good. And Diana goes, yeah. And Erica goes, is he remarried? Like, Erica, dude, get on a dating app if you're the fucking G. And Diana goes, and divorced. And Erica goes, and divorced, yeah. And Diana goes, it was very, very simple divorce. Diana and I are talking to her. goes, very, very simple. What we achieved together, we achieved together. I had full trust in him that he's going to divide it in half the way it should be divided. And so he did. The marriage or divorce was not about money. What? Uh... And then I was like, okay, what was it about, though? This is another question about Diana Jenkins. So he did split this fortune, which I think was like over $500 million with her. Which is wild. Like, it almost makes me think, like, why would... Because we're, we're taught from uh, rich people that they fight to keep their wealth. They fight to... They fight against splitting things half and half. Even if you have a prenup, they fight against this. So I wonder why this guy was like, yeah, you can totally have half. Like, that, I know that's a weird line of thinking, but it truly makes me like, why did he split it half and half? It sounds like that was just a, yep... Like, what's the story? I want the story there. They actually show a headline from the Scotsman, the 30th of July, 2012. And it says, Scottish tycoon gives up half his fortune in happiest divorce ever. The Scottish banker who became one of Britain's richest individuals has agreed a reported $150 million settlement with his wife in what they have described as the happiest divorce ever. I'm sorry, man. You say happiest divorce ever, I say something is up and I need a bigger, bigger. We should do a deep dive about this, but I just don't want to ever get hurt. 
um, by somebody down the line. Kyle goes, well, my ex-husband never got remarried. I always forget Kyle was married before Mauricio. And she goes, and I feel so bad because honestly, he's such a great guy. He loved me. We had a beautiful daughter together. I loved him. I was just too young to be married. They show pictures of Kyle and her ex, uh, Guresh, I believe his name is, uh, G-U-R-A-I-S-H. Kyle in a talking head says, my ex-husband and I genuinely really care about each other. And just because we got divorced young, that never went away. And we both always put Farah first. And then they show film of Guresh coming to Farah's graduation and Kyle hugging him. We saw this on the show way back in the day. Kyle says he's a great guy and he and Mauricio are still great friends. And Erica goes, that's important. What would you know? That's important. What the fuck are you talking about, Erica? My, it just, that's always like anything Erica says. I'm always like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's important. How would you know that's important? Sutton goes, um, my husband, I'll say he's a good person. Yeah. But I also, I want, I want out from underneath his thumb. And Erica goes, of course, of course. So they're bonding a little bit. And you're like, Ryan, are you upset? No, I'll allow it. It's fine. It's fine. And so goes, do you know how long it's going to take me? Forever. And Erica's like, it's like if I were to take a look at my lawsuits and I'm going to say, am I ever going to get out from underneath that? And I say, never. At the end of the day, it's not mine to fucking get out of. I didn't do it. And so goes, oh, did you feel any responsibility? I'll say, I'll say. She goes, no. And so goes, you don't? And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And Erica goes, does a doctor's wife feel responsibility for his patients? And Sutton goes, oh, interesting point. That's an interesting point. Yeah, yeah, interesting point. It's a, but I do want to point out to people, it sounds good, right? Like it sounds like, okay, yeah, does, doctor, yeah. But we've also just been known that Erica was aware of the, uh, the abuse of spending. We do know that she was aware of that. She was actually served uh, to be deposed even before all of this broke. She knew that there was multiple lawsuits against him for money. She also knew she was spending a lot of his money. So all of these things, there's a willful negligence here that I think nice little talking head bits like this, or not talking head bits, but sound bites like this, you're like, oh, it's true. Does a doctor, first off, you know, <sighs> yeah, for, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it, but Sutton goes, interesting point. Erica in the talking head goes, I wish I had more talks like this with Sutton, which is a back and forth. And I was like, yeah, and where she says that you have interesting points. She's like, I like when Sutton's like, you have interesting points. Oh, we really get along. We agree on that. All right. And Sutton's like, well, it's a very interesting point. Erica in the talking head goes, there are times when Sutton and I can, uh, connect, and then it inevitably goes wrong. It's like, we're almost there, then poof, you know, we're not. <laughs> yeah, it's a real <laughs> will they, won't they? Like, this is the Sam Diane romance. Oh, will they get together or will they? Not? You know, like, I'm like, Erica, ah, the ego. Erica goes, Ladies, I've had a lovely night. What time is tomorrow? Noon? And two hours earlier, we have a flashback of where Dorit goes, Guys, we've got a boat tomorrow. Beep, boop, beep, boop, boop, boop. Whoever wants to jump off and swim, you can. Whoever wants to stay on and drink, you can. And Garcel goes, that sounds really sweet. Sutton goes, Diana, I swear, I promise not to yell on the boat. And Diana goes, ha, 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 ha. 
Very eerie laugh. And son goes, unless someone's going overboard. And Dinah goes, that's a good one. And Kyle goes, don't get excited. And son goes, well, if you do get sung by a jellyfish, I will tee hee. I will pee on you. Tee tee on you. And Kyle's like, zoinks. Zoinks. And Erica's like, I want all seven of you to pee on me if I get stung by a jellyfish. Which, by the way, I'm getting more and more like, I think... I think Erica is into water sports. Like, she's always like, Look how into sex I am. I'm lit. I've got CBD oil all over my jana. Yeah, I'm lit. <laughs> yeah. But I just love, like, Yeah, pee on me. I want a little Dorit pee, too, Britta. I want you to pee as hard as you ever peed. Act like I'm Harry Hamlin. Kyle, pee on me, please. Son, get some of that southern pee on me. <laughs> and then Erica, being hysterical, she keeps going. She goes, you better pull your panties to the side and piss on me because... And Dorit goes, watch out, America. And then Erica high-fives Sutton. And I was like, ugh. It's like my soul just like left my body high-fiving. And Erica goes... Oh, my fucking God, we're good. <laughs> okay, I mean, this could be the beginning of something. And I'm like, ugh. And the scene departs. We hear the beautiful waves of puta mita crashing. Beautiful night, you guys. Now it's sunrise the next morning. Upbeat music. Ding, 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 ding. Seagulls squawk, squawking. Quack, quack. Pelicans floating. Waves crash. Boats sailing. And it's morning at the Conrad Hotel. Rinna is out on the balcony looking like she stuck her finger in a light switch. I've never seen hair like this in my life. I mean, just, I was like, whoa, you know, when you're watching something and you're like, holy shit, like, it's just, it's, it's not, I would only want to say bedhead because it's, it's more than that. You know, it's like, there's something unholy going on in that hair. It's just always like, and I'm like, uh, do you know what I'm saying? Um, so she is out on the balcony of a room with her breakfast room service, sipping her little coffee, trying to get those cackles worked up for the day. And, uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to say this. I talked about this with somebody. Amelia Bedelia's, uh, birthday party was in New York this week. She's went back to dyeing her eyebrows. I, I worry about Amelia and this is not actually even a joke. She just didn't look healthy. And I know Amelia has struggled with things and I just have to imagine being in the public eye or wanting to be in the public eye in the terms of the age range that she's in, especially, I just do worry about that. And remember we had that thing with Amelia Bedelia moving to New York a couple seasons ago and she immediately moved back because she couldn't handle it. And I get ner. I mean, I do kind of get nervous and I think there's a whole, you know, the story with Amelia and the other one, not Amelia, it's, they seem like they have a lot of issues as a lot of kids do. I'm not actually even like a lot of mental issues that I hope they're actually seeing good people on proper medication and all of that, because I do wonder, and of course they would protect this from cameras, but I do wonder how worried Lisa Rinna is when it comes to that kind of shit. Because like I was looking at the paparazzi photos from her birthday and I was like, Oh man, this doesn't look great. You know? Um, so Rinna and I talking to goes, Nobody knows what you need and what you should do right after your mom dies. Now, me personally, I think you, you run a comb through your hair. That's just number one. But uh, she goes, part of the world will go, oh, my God, I can't believe you didn't lock yourself in a room and honor your mother and grieve. But then you go, my mom would want me to go on this trip. She'd be like, get off your ass and get on that plane and go with your girlfriends. She looks out to the ocean and sees birds. She's like, hi, birds. 
<laughs> oh, dude, did you guys see this news story today where Amazon, this is wild. Um, Amazon is going to, you know, like the Siri and stuff. Um, I'm trying to look up the story right now. You guys might know what I'm already talking about. Cause I was like, is this, is this true? And I was trying to think of the pros and cons of this story. Yeah. So it says Amazon's Alexa could soon speak in a dead relative's voice. Uh, NPR rep- says, do you miss the sound of a dead relative's voice? Well, fear not. Amazon unveiled a new feature in the works for its virtual assistant, Alexa, that can read aloud in a deceased loved one's voice based on a short recording of the person. While AI technology can't eliminate that pain of loss, it can definitely make their memories last. Uh, Rohit Prasad, senior vice president, says at a conference in Vegas, and they actually had a presentation where they said, Alexa, can grandma finish reading me The Wizard of Oz? And Alexa's like, okay, I will count you. And it says, instead of Alexa's voice reading the book, it's the kid's grandma's voice, Prasad said. We had to learn to produce a high-quality voice with less than a minute of recording. He added, we are unquestionably living in the golden era of AI where our dreams in science fiction are becoming a reality. Now, I thought a lot about this today, and I know there's a little – we take these little detours. These little detours actually uh, I love. And I hope you like them too, because it's something that I've been thinking about all day, because if I did lose, God forbid, one of my parents ever, and I think with Bill and Becky, they'll never go anywhere. I truly, you know, weirdly, I think they'll be alive forever. Um, But I was like, if if something ever did happen, I would want to hear my mom's voice on a daily basis and especially doing things that I asked it to do. (laughs) Becky, will you play Counting Crows? Yes, Ryan. Like I, I, there would be something kind of amazing about that in a way. This is the pro of it uh, to be able to make your mom or your dad or a relative part of your daily life long after that they've gone because they should be always with us. And why not have a uh, an audio reminder of that on a daily basis? Now, my worry about something like this is that it's the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's like where do you go from here? I've had stories like AI becoming self-aware. We did a story like that last week in the Pop Culture Roundup where that really scares me. It's like we're literally like these things will become cognizant at a certain point and they will. Did you ever watch that movie Her uh, with Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson about a man who falls in love with his AI? Uh, a beautiful movie, actually. Actually, really says more about relationships in the real world than it does in AI world. But it's a very interesting question. I just think about this stuff all the time. So that sounds amazing. Just that. But where do you stop it? That's the thing. And and it looks like with technology and America and all that, we don't know when to stop. And we don't really put the proper roadblocks up to stop anything, you know? Anyways, she's like, I low ass birds. Scene cuts to the ladies getting ready for the day. Crustal is blow-drying her hair. Remember, she is team not glam squad. Kyle is looking at a red bathing suit to wear. Remember, we, we got the disturbing news last week that Kyle survived a breast reduction on Watch What Happens Live. And I still, I'm a week later, I've thought a lot about it. I still think it's a mistake. I would like full boobage on Kyle. I, um, I know that makes me a gross dude. But I just, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm team... Full boob, Kyle. Uh, in Garcelle's room, she's having coffee outside with Robert, her stylist, and Kim, her makeup artist. And Garcelle's like, we're going on a yacht. And Robert's like, oh, a yacht? I was uh, I was ready to style you for a canoe. And Garcelle's like, I know. I wish you guys could come like a bathing suit. <laughs> Robert's like, are you getting in the water? Or And Garcelle's like, oh, no, I'm not getting in the water. And then we go to Sutton in her room. And you guys, I've got the prop of this. This thing comes back out. 
Sutton's face roller is in this scene by her um, her makeup stylist, her glam squad, Nawel, N-A-W-E-L, her makeup artist. And she's like putting it all over Sutton's face. And Sutton's like, oh, my goodness. Sutton's like, sometimes as a mother, you can, uh, you know, last out. You can lash out on your children, I'll say, I'll say, and yell at them accidentally. And that's kind of what I did last night to Diana, I'll say, I'll say. And Noel's like, were you able to talk to her? And Sutton's like, well, I apologized. We get a flashback to one night earlier, and Sutton's like, I'm sorry uh, for losing my cool. And Diana's like, no worries. No worries at all. But she won't even look at Sutton. So it's like even more disturbing where I'm like, damn, Sutton. And Sutton's like, nobody's like, just, <laughs> it's a lot. And Sutton's like, all I do, I, see, all I do is apologize to these people. And Noel's like, right. And she's like, totally, I say, I say, I just, I'm an apologizing fool. My name's Sutton. Sutton apologizes, Strack. I'm so sorry. I'm doing the Sutton Sorry Shuffle. The Sutton Sorry Shuffle. My name is Sutton. I'm here to say I'm sorry in a major way. I like to sell clothes. I like to sell love. <laughs> I like Billy Bob Thornton on my dating apps because he's a fine old Southern gentleman. I like Ryan not as a friend. That song could use a little work. I'm not going to lie. Sutton goes... Totally. Then we go to upbeat music, which leads us to Dorit. By the way, Dorit did her outfit. I hope it didn't come from the Beverly Beach collection. It was very extreme. A lot of pelicans. Uh, there's a yellow thing happening. A lot of different colors. I felt like it was an acid trip. Very intense. Rinna and Kyle are gathering at the Conrad pool dressed in their swim and yacht outfits. Rinna was it was like a psychedelic cowboy. There was a, a cowboy hat happening with like a leather like a snakeskin top. It was so confusing. I didn't even know what the theme was. And Dorit's like, food, drinks. And Ren's like, oh, I love it. <laughs> and Dorit's like, we wanted some Mexican tapas. Here we go. And Kyle's like, cheers. And Dorit's like, cheers, lady. And Ren goes, cheers. And Dorit goes, oh my God, I woke up so tired. And Kyle's like, I feel okay. And Dorit's like, but you know what? Last night got a little bit strange. And Kyle goes, oh my God, you guys, that was crazy. Sutton and Erica, they were talking and sharing stories and finger blasting each other. And Rena's like, what? You can tell me, I don't like this. And Kyle's like, I swear they were talking like two best friends. Rena's mouth just like, oh, so this huge flies are flying. <laughs> I will eat flies. <laughs> the, scene, the scene skips to Garcelle, Crystal, and Sutton sitting with drinks under a pergola. By the way, um, <laughs> Juliana, who took the notes, I don't even fucking know what a pergola is. Pergola? I barely know her. <laughs> That's what she said. Pergola? What the hell is a pergola? Pergola? Are you okay, Juliana? Did you have a, is a pergola a thing? I know she says near a pool. I know what a pool is, but a pergola is that some kind of medication? Like I, I've taken my pergola today, and that's why I can play with my grandkids. Uh, Garcelle says, "So how was the rest of the night?" And Sutton goes, "Well, we actually had fun." And Krista goes, "But you were very talkative with." And Sutton goes, "Erica." And Garcelle goes, "Ooh." And Crystal was like, "It's like the Bopsy twins, her and Erica are like." And Sutton goes, "I wouldn't say Bopsy twins." And Crystal goes, "You were." And Sutton goes, "I would not say Bopsy twins." And Garcelle goes, "What happened?" And Sutton goes. 
Erica was being oh, very talkative, I'll say, I'll say. And Crystal goes, she won't shut up. And, and Garcelle goes, she won't shut up. And Crystal goes, she won't shut up. There was an error of like, and Garcelle goes, nothing happened. Now, um, Garcelle goes, nothing happened. Now I'm on meds and I'm having a good time. Like Garcelle's making fun of Erica's new fun girl, Erica, when she drinks and is on meds. Uh, Garcelle on a talking head goes, I think Erica is tired of talking about Erica. So I feel like a lot of what she's doing now is distracting. So we don't ask her questions. Garcelle says, well, nothing has been settled yet with her referring to, uh, all the criminal activity and Crystal's like, correct. And Garcelle goes with all her stuff and then goes, that's right. And Garcelle on a talking head goes, nobody's talking about it. Like none of the ladies are like, we're happy to drop it. Let's move on. Garcelle goes, Ooh, what are you? Ooh, that's what I want uh, to a server bringing in them breakfast. Garcelle's like, gracias, gracias, gracias. Something's like, oh, potatoes, oh, potatoes. And Garcelle says, if you're not going to eat your bacon, could you pass it over, please? And Sutton shrugs and rolls her eyes and hands, here's some bacon, Garcelle. I am a vegetarian, but I just can't deal without some bacon. <laughs> um, Sutton goes, I eat one piece of bacon a day on vacation. I love that now we. We have rules on the bacon. The bacon is like I can sometimes. I sometimes I'm, I'm a little bad girl and I will sneak a little a little bacon here and there. You can't resist bacon. But now there's a rule. Sutton going. I eat one piece of bacon a day. One piece in a one piece of bacon a day keeps doctors away. I'll say. I'll say. That's his shirt right there. Garcelle goes, uh-huh. And Sutton goes, Erica and I, we have a lot to talk about. After last year, I need to understand why she hated me and called me a very bad word. And Garcelle goes, well, I think you know why. And Sutton goes, because I called her a liar. And Garcelle goes, yeah. And Crystal goes, by the way, you called me a liar, too. And I'm not. And I was like, no, Crystal, no. We get a flashback to two days earlier, and Sutton goes, you make up lies about your friends behind their backs, Crystal. You need to stop it. And I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. We're back in this scene. Garcelle goes, but no one wants to be called a liar, period. And Crystal goes, but that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to attack you like that. I just held on to it. And Sun goes, yeah. And Crystal goes, like, you know. And Sun goes, well, it's a hurtful thing, I'll say. Well, you know. But we, I, thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought last night we have, uh, we've, you know, we've gotten pat. And Crystal's like, we did. And I said, and Sun's like, but when we do that, we don't want to go backwards. I'll say, I'll say we don't want to do that. And, um. So she's uh, jumping over to the other lady's table. We're, no, we're cutting over to the other lady's table. And Juliana says they're under a pergola as well. These fucking pergolas are multiplying. Um, this is the where I got to take a good hard look at the cowboy look Rena is rocking. And it's like, a yeah, it's like, really, it's like a psychedelic cowboy snakeskin outfit. Dorit's like, I genuinely think that after Crustle apologized, Sutton and Crustle, it feels like it should move past it now. And Rena's like, okay, let me ask you a question. <laughs> Do you think Crustle realizes she's playing a victim or is it a mechanism she's using her life to get where she is? And Dorit's like, I think it's second nature. So I think she's been doing it and she's gotten away with it. And Rena's like, it's the way she gets through life. Dorit and I talking head says, I think because Crustle married young, she hasn't had a lot of life experiences or times where she's had to stand on her own two feet to learn and grow. Beep boop ba beep boop boop boop. Like me, Dorit Kemsley. And Rena goes, you know, sooner or later, it just blows up in your face. We're back to the other pergola, and Garcelle goes, you just said 
Crystal, I've been holding on to that. Do you do that a lot? Hold on to stuff and wait? And Crystal goes, yeah. And Sutton goes, well, this could be why people think you're manipulative, though. When you hold on to something, what's it like? It's like, uh, and God says, like, weaponizing. And Sutton goes, yes, weaponizing. And Crystal's like, manipulative is not a word that describes me. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's so funny. You sometimes can't be in control of words that describe you. Uh, she's like, I'm holding on to it because I'm trying to internally resolve it. And then it comes out when I don't expect it. And Garcelle goes, and that's what's throwing people off, Crystal. But I totally understand. And thank you for saying that. Totally thank you for saying that. And Sun's like, we have gotten to the bottom of it. <laughs> and Crystal goes, yeah, because I keep saying I'm processing it. I figured it out. And Garcelle to Sutton goes, okay, fancy Drew. Remember uh, Sutton being called Fancy Drew last season? I love it so much. Crustle goes, well, I'm trying to internalize it because I want it to go away internally. Sutton in a talking head goes, oh, in the Fancy Drew novel, the case of Crustle, this is like chapter three, I'll say, I'll say. By the way, Meditza, if you're listening, we got to uh, we got to make that image. The Fancy Drew novel, the case of Crustle. You know, there's there's so much more, but at least we're getting somewhere. We've uncovered me, Fancy Drew, has uncovered this mystery. So I think she's got an an opportunity here to change. I'll say, I'll say. And Garcelle goes to us, it feels manipulative, but to you, you're processing, and not everybody processes at the same rate. And Crystal goes, right, but can you? And Garcelle goes, I get it now. And Sutton goes. Well, can you update your processor? And Garcelle goes, you just got to click on that. And Crystal goes, the Crystal update. And Garcelle goes, the Crystal update. Crystal goes, my challenge myself is to hold on to it for much shorter of time, and I will open my mouth more. And Garcelle goes, awesome. And Crystal goes, just don't come at me. And Sun goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then we have the, we're back in 60 seconds. And that's, you know, that very exciting commercial break on Beverly Hills where you only have 60 seconds. You're like, what am I going to do with 60 I could go pee or I could, like, uh, text somebody or I could just fucking turn the channel and I got to be back in 60 seconds. It's a very exciting break. But you never know what fully to do with that break. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer, and I gotta tell you, the quality is great, because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve.
Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, you guys, here is my favorite part of the show is when I get to talk about who is sponsoring us this week, and it is our good friends at Dame. Uh, Dame is this amazing company. I think you know them. In fact, when I was on Sheena Shea's podcast, Shenanigans, we actually did a Dame commercial together uh, because she and Sheena actually uses them. So it's like they're amazing. So Dame is their daily wellness products for pleasure intimacy and connection. Uh, we're all adults here, so we can talk about adult themes. And also this is not something that any of us, especially women should ever be ashamed of. Uh, now, Dame, they sent me a couple products and they are like, I, I've taken them out. I have them right here. Uh, and they are cool as hell. Just in the design alone, the bags that they come in, uh, you can plug these things into your computer to charge. I mean, this thing really like little pieces of art, but, um, let's talk about it. So they sent me a couple things. And, uh, the first one they sent me, um, is called, uh, Eva. And let's be honest, sex is better when everyone is enjoying themselves. I, you, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. And that's why Dame products designed Eva. It is the first hands-free vibrator for couples. You can boost your pleasure and connection for all with this little toy that will not get in the way. And you can use the exclusive Exclusive code so bad today for 15% off site wide. Um, sharing pleasure during intimacy not only feels good in your body, but it can increase your emotional connection. It can decrease your stress levels so you can take those good feelings with you throughout the day. But in order to get there, even the most sexually motivated couples can benefit from strategically. Uh, a strategically placed buzz. Enter Dame Products. Dame Products designed its hand-free toy, Eva, specif specifically for couples. It nestles close to the body and stays put with just a finger so you and your partner can focus on intimacy. Designed to enhance, not distract from pleasure. Eva is your sex life's new best friend, so what are you waiting for? Just add this toy into the mix. Discover new layers of pleasure you can share, plus sex you will look forward to. This is that you can't see this, but it is, I don't know if you can hear this. Can you hear that? Is that picking up at all? This thing has like four different speeds and it is, I mean, it's like, but it's like this really cool looking product. It looks like a, like a, like it's really, the design of it is amazing. And then they also sent me this other thing called Air, A-E-R, and this is a solo product. Uh, so if you don't have a partner, if you're not looking to have a partner, this thing is for you. Um, it can improve the quality of your sleep, help you de-stress, relieve pain, and give you that lit from within glow as you go about your day. This air is a suction vibrator from Dame Products. It's a powerful arousal tool for fans of oral stimulation. Uh, Dame's air creates thrilling pulses of air and a soft seal around the clitoris so you can go all the way right away. Not only is it perfect for beginners, it's also waterproof and features five intensities and five vibration patterns uh, so you can explore what works for you. Uh, this is another, how do I, I turn this on? Oh yeah, do you hear that? Like that is insane. 
Dude, like, that's wild. Uh, another really cool looking one with a cool case. Uh, the best part, Dame offers hassle-free returns within 60 days, so your satisfaction is literally guaranteed. So this day, like, they're looking to satisfy you one way or the other. This is an insanely cool company. Uh, DameProducts.com has it all. It is really just so classy. This website, it, it's like you can go find your vibe. You can click on that. It tells the best sellers, the shop. It is really just, I can't, you know, it sounds a little weird me talking about it, I'm sure, but you got to go check it out because it's just really classy. And I, I really got to say, this is something as you grow up, be able to pleasure yourself. This is not something to be ever ashamed about this. Be as sex positive as you can. And these are safe uh, safe things that are just kind of amazing and enhance your experience. Uh, also, they gave me sex oil and uh, it's an all natural full body massage oil formulated with arousing ingredients. Uh, sandalwood, love that seed oil, uh, sand, yeah, sandalwood, cardamom, that all, uh, uh, ingredients, jojoba seed oil, kava, kava root, melatonin and Damiana melatonin melatonin's my best friend. Oh my goodness. I'm going to drink this. Uh, but you guys, Dame, but I need you to do what I said to do earlier. Just go to dameproducts.com and put in the code so bad for 15% off site wide. That's code so bad to take 15% off your order at Dame products. Don't dameproducts.com. Um, uh, always just go check it out even just for the show to show people that they, that you guys are, you're listening and it's worth advertising on this show, but this is a really cool product and the price point is cool. And I think it would be a really nice gift for yourself, uh, honestly. So now back to the remainder of our show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You guys, we had a little bit of a break for me. I had like a three, three and a half hour break because I had a friend that had to go through something. And then we all gathered together to help this. Anyways, I just spent the last three and a half hours with some friends. I had not, I'd only seen like once or twice during the pandemic. Amazing. It almost makes me want to quit the pot. I'm like, I got to start hanging out with people more. That was incredible. So I've done a little bit of a costume change. As you can tell, if you're watching on the old tube of you, uh, but let's, uh, we've got a whole, we've got a whole thing still to go. Um, okay. So you guys, we left off. We had just gone to commercial break. We're coming back. By the way, how is everybody? I feel like I haven't talked to you in three and a half hours, but you will not experience that time stretch, but I hope you're doing good. New scene. The ladies are loading into the vans, uh, to take them to the yacht. This guys, this is the big. This is the big Erica is lit. So she is in the yacht or no, sorry. She is in the, the, the van on the way to the yacht. And she's like, can I have my margarita please? Which is very Danielle Staub. Pay attention, please, which she is just lit. And I got to tell you, a lit Erica is a fun Erica. Some people, like I said earlier, said she was faking this whole thing. I don't know, man. Like, she seemed pretty drunk. I could believe it. Um, Diane, by the way, I just want to point out, she is now dressed for the richest person, presumably, in the group. She's dressed like she's somebody, she's like about to rob a bank. Yes, yeah, 
there's like bank robber vibes. Like, Nobody knows that I'm here. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Um, uh, who is picking out her outfits? For somebody that sends all of these people ahead of schedule to go check out the place, she never like wears anything kind of crazy fancy. So it's like weird. You send like three people ahead to check out the room and put your sweats out. It's it's, it's very me, but it, it's not very Diana. I don't know. Um, Diana laughs. She's like, oh, you're Erica. Erica goes, I'm drunk, gal. And Rena goes, oh, Jesus. By the way, in the last three and a half hours, I want to, well, no, we haven't gotten to that part yet, so I will tell you when that happens. Um, Erica goes, I'm drunk on two antidepressants and an extended release Xanax. Okay. This actually goes to what I was speaking about last week when I was very upfront and honest about being on Lexapro and how it affects it, uh, a sex drive, if you will, like Erica. Uh, it's not affecting Erica's sex drive. So I was like, well, that's interesting. Like something else must be up. And she said it tonight with the Xanax. So the antidepressants are one thing. The Xanax, a time-release Xanax, you guys, that's the issue here. It's not the antidepressants, and it almost really kind of pisses me off because I feel like then this um, takes away from the good effects for people. Like, to realize that antidepressants don't make you a fucking loony bird, the Xanax mixed with the alcohol makes you a loony bird. I really want to be careful about this differentiation because people pay attention to this shit, and it's like, this is what it is. She let this slip that she was on a time extended release Xanax. That is what is going on right here. And Dree goes, oh my God! And Crustle's like, I've never taken a Xanax. And Dree's like... I love drunk Rinna, and I love drunk Erica. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Rinna's like, so let's bring him today. <laughs> and Erica's like, you love medicated Erica. And Dorit goes, I love medicated Erica and drunk Rinna. Rinna mouths to the camera in the van, pointing towards Erica, and Dorit says, they are drunk. And Zer- Erica goes, I have zero restrictions. I can do anything I want. Put it in my butt if you want. I don't care. And Dorit's like, right, my love. While in the other van, Kyle's there, and uh, Kyle's like, guys, the amount of times I've been to this marina, muchos. So it's kind of a different van ride. They arrive at the Marina Riviera Nayarit at La Cruz Bienvenidos, and we are back to the first van with Erica and those ladies, and Erica's like, babes, can you hold this? Because I am lit. It's kind of like the Kardashians always saying vibe after Kanye taught them vibe. I'm so curious to know who taught Erica the word lit. Because Erica, we even saw that last season when she had rubbed the CBD oil all over her vagina. She goes, I am lit. She says it again now multiple times in this episode. She goes, babes, can you hold this? Because I'm lit. And Dorit helps her hold her tote bag. And Rena goes, you let me know if you need me or anything. And Erica goes, I'm so torn up. They all get out of their respective vans. And Rena talking to her goes, I've known Erica for seven years. I've never seen her tipsy like this. And Erica goes, I'm so fucked up. She hasn't even gotten out of the van yet, you guys. And Rena goes, I know. Rena in the talking head goes, but let's be good friends and just make sure Erica doesn't go like 
overboard. <laughs> As in the ocean. Rinal then in the scene to Erica goes, and if you need some help, just say, Rinna, help, right? And then Erica goes, Rinna, help. And Rinna goes, oh, shit. <laughs> the ladies are making their way down to the docks to their yacht, and Erica once again goes, I'm so lit. I don't even know what's up. You always know that one friend in your friend group, you guys, where they're always like, I am so drunk. I had one wine cooler and I am, I am losing my mind. Like Erica is that one girl that had a lit, like she had one, one shot of what's the, what's the, 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 the shot that all the, the, the tastes like cinnamon, you know, the, the fireball. Erica had like a little sip of fireball. She's like, Damn, you guys, I'm fucked up. Like, she's, you know, it's once again, it's like Erica always professes things. She always like, I'm so into sex. I'm so wasted. Like, it's very interesting. She always tells us what's going on. I mean, she's also showing us in this scene as well, but I always find that interesting. So she is walking down the dock with the ladies, and uh, she's like, I've totally been this way. Oh, my God. Diana's like, you look gorgeous, Erica. Nobody can tell you're drunk. And Erica's like, I'm going to walk beautifully like Diana Ross. Listen, I love Diana Ross. I truly do. I have an appreciation for Diana Ross. The Supremes knocked it out of the park. I've never thought of Diana Ross as the most, like, well, I didn't even think of her as in walking in general. In fact, when I think about good walkers, I think me, I'm a great walker. But in terms of, like, walking, did Diana Ross really break things open in terms of walking? (laughs) Diana Ross, damn, that's a good walk. Listen, I don't know. Like, maybe she really, maybe she is the best walker. Who knows? But that's who Erica uses as, she's like, I'm going to walk beautifully like Diana Ross. And Dorit's like, guys... Welcome, beep boop, bop, beep boop, 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 to your boat. And there's this beautiful designer yacht that uh, it's smaller than the ones we see on below deck, but it's there. And Garcelle goes, Dorit knows how to do it. And Rene goes, You guys, it's a nice boat. <laughs> and it was very reminiscent. Uh, I made a meme of this of Countess Luann of like, We've got the yacht. We've got the yacht. It was very triumphant. And Rena was very excited. And Kyle goes, Erica, those shoes and cocktails are not a good combination. You're going to trip. And Diana has her arm wrapped around Erica's waist, trying to hold her up and walk down the plank. Dorit goes, hello, as she steps on board. Diana is trying to help Erica on board. And Erica goes, it's fine, babe. Don't worry about me. Let me take my shoes off. And Diana goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Erica promptly trips up the stairs to the boat, screams, Diana is still holding onto Erica's arm and guiding her inside. And they're in the salon, the aft deck of the yacht. And Erica goes, This is me! (laughs) Erica plops herself on the sofa. When I say plop, I say plop. And she goes, I found my landing spot. <laughs> She's cracking up the whole thing. It's the funniest thing that Erica's ever seen herself do. And Diana goes, mine too. This is my landing spot too. Diana in her talking head says, I love being underwater. And I charted some really great boats. You know, jump in wherever you want. You come out. You have a towel. <laughs> I do love the thought. You know, yachts are cool if you like to jump. If you like to come out of things and then have a towel, yachts are the way to go. The yacht is the way to go. 
If you love towels, you've got to get yourselves a yacht. It's just the ultimate luxury, really. They um, they flash a picture of uh, oh, uh, Maditza is texting me right now. Maditza, by the way, is doing amazing graphics on YouTube. I know I keep bringing up YouTube, but I'm really proud of it. Um, uh, so she just asked a question about YouTube, so I wanted to answer. Diana in a talking head goes, "I love being on water." And I've chartered some really great boats. Oh, we already did that. She goes, they flash a picture of Diana's chartered super yacht today. The length of this yacht is 197 feet. The rental price, get this, you guys, $372,000 a week. A week. I'm hoping that Diana got a day rate for this. And also, why are we crediting Dorit? Dorit's like, Dorit does the yacht. But it seems like Diana's the one that paid for it. So basic math, 372,000 divided by a week. Now there is seven days in a week. And let's see, what does that work out to? Uh, I don't need to explain math to you guys. Um, 300, if you could explain it to me, that would be great. Divided by seven. <sighs> That's not, that can't be right. 372,000 um, times 0.2. Guys, I don't, as I'm typing this out, I realize I don't know what, divided by seven. Okay, so for the day, you guys, if that is the price of a weekly rental, to rent this for a day is $53,142.85, which is the exact thing that Denise Richards' daughter made on OnlyFans in the last couple of days. Um, So that is still a heck of a, would you spend $53,000 for a day? With Erica Jane and Rena and like, I mean, seriously, like, would you, I mean, I feel like I could just, I could even donate. And I know she does a lot of like work with the AIDS foundation with Elton John. Um, uh, sorry, Meditza's now texting me. I am, uh, she's asked, you are now in the show are now in the show. I'm reading your texts. I'm releasing Beverly Hills tomorrow. Okay. So Sutton and Kyle are excited. They're holding hands. They're bouncing all around. Girls just want to have fun. Sutton goes, hold on. I'll say, I'll say, we're dancing. We're dancing. And Garcelle's like, woo, woo. Diana in a talking head says, but you know, it's not a luxury yacht. <laughs> it's a day boat, so size matters. So she's basically saying this is not the kind of yacht she's used to. This is like a shitty. This is like a. This is like a uh, a Corolla yacht. You know, like this is not like for me. It's a cool yacht. Like for Erica and all these, like oh wow, amazing yacht. But for Diana, this is a yacht she wipes her ass with. This is she's like fuck. I wipe my ass with this yacht. Are you kidding me? This ain't a yacht. I'll show you a yacht. Like, it is funny. She really has that kind of thing where she just doesn't give a shit. Like, she looks completely bored with this yacht. Dorit goes, 
we have a quick safety presentation, and then I have drinks. We have food. And Erica goes, no, I don't need any more drinks. And Rene whispers to Kyle, she's so drunk. We have to watch her. And Kyle's like, seriously, yeah. Christian, a.k.a. the crewman, is there to present the safety instructions, welcomes everybody on board, and he's like, we have life jackets. I bet he saw Erica, and he goes, we have life jackets in the back part of the boat. You might need them after what I'm seeing. And while Christian is giving his spiel, which is kind of the akin to the uh, the flight attendant at the beginning of the flight, Erica moans out. She goes, my God, I'm lit. I'm and she lulls her head back to the side. And Garcelle looks at Sutton and rolls her eyes with a nod towards Erica like, Listen to this shit. She's gone. Kyle, obviously trying to divert attention from Erica's outburst, says, where are the safety floats in this thing? And Erica goes, in the back. Let me just sit, girl. Tore her up. And I heard this. Her backwoods girl is really coming out. Like, tore up. I'm in the barn. Uh, Sutton at the talking head goes, well, we have this really great dessert in the South. I'll say, I'll say, it's called mud pie. And Erica goes, I don't answer Lee Dion to sing my fucking swan song. What is that even fucking? Oh, it's the Titanic reference. Titanic reference. I don't answer I got the heart. Tom gave me the heart of the ocean. I'm a fucking. I never let go, Jack. Never let go. Never let go. But I want to love the heart of the ocean. The old back. Oh, damn. I'm tore up. I'm lit. I'm so lit. I got my own fashion. And Sutton in the talking guy goes, Elka's mud pie messy. And it has melted all over the place. I say, say, Kyle jumps up and goes, Vamanos! Erica lulls. She's like half on the floor, half on the sofa. Cartagena vibes. Real Housewives of New York. Remember that one where Ramona was shitting everywhere and then they went on the the boat and Ramona and Sonia end up like holding each other. It was very... Very insane. So the ladies are now on the outside deck as the boat heads out. They're waving and screaming hello to a passing boat. Once again, I just would love to track down these people on the passing boat. Of like, yeah, we spent $57,000 on a yacht that day as well. We passed all these drunk women. Uh, the one lady just kept uh, talking about her litness. Um, somebody yells, he's going to pull his pants down. And Garcelle says, oh, my God, he just pulled out his cock. And Diana, this guy who was drunk, I guess he just flashed these ladies because that's what you do on the high seas. And Diana says, it's so limpy, though. Telling you guys, there's something going on with like Diana's like, I saw it from a mile away. Not something I would write home about. Very tiny penises. Not room 23 material, if you catch my drip. The the camera shows this guy looks, you know, what? And his pee-pee area is like fuzzed out, which is, you know, thank you, Bravo. I know this is a family show and a family podcast. The boat is making its way out to sea, and Erica goes, Somebody come wake me in 10 minutes. Oh, my God. And she passes out on the sofa. The ladies are enjoying a lovely spread of food, salad, pizza, guacamole, empanadas for me. 
it just seems like a big stomach ache. There's a lot. There's no cohesiveness in that meal. But whatever. Dre goes, look at this. And Kyle goes, oh, my God. Like, this is the best food we've had this freaking trip. And Renee goes, I'm so happy. And Kyle says to Renee, look, your dress is literally blowing up your whole butt. And Garcelle goes, where's Erica? And Kyle goes, she's downstairs. She needed a little bit of a rest still. Now, the camera jumps cuts to Erica laying on the sofa with a pillow between her legs, talking out loud to herself. Now, guys, if I ever audition for Juilliard to go into a graduate studies program for theater, I'm going to use this monologue. I'll do a contrast. I'll be like, I'm going to do Julius. Uh, I'll do from like Mark Anthony from Julius Caesar, William Shakespeare. Friends. Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. And then my contemporary monologue will be Erica Jane, season 12, episode 7. You know, we used to have a boat. It was called The Illegal. <laughs> That's very cool. It was when they called a yacht a fisher. So we used to keep it in La Paz like fish. Okay, that's it. I'm done. You guys, they named the boat illegal. Of course they did. Of course they named the boat illegal. Are you kidding me? Of course. This is a Tom Girardi uh, yacht, so I'm sure... What if Tom named everything that he bought with legal money illegal? He's like, Tom also bought this Maserati. He always called it illegal. What if, what, if, what if Tom's been giving hints his whole relationship? He's like, Tom bought me this ring, Panther ring. He called it illegal. What do you think of that? Um, so Kyle sneaks up on Erica from behind on the sofa. She goes, you're not drinking your Coke, Erica. Which is very reminiscent of that movie I brought up a couple weeks ago, Steel Magnolias, with Julia Roberts and Sally Field. How am I not gay, by the way? I feel like the fact that I reference even things like Steel Magnolias, the Steel Magnolias, you know, uh, Julia Roberts is like, oh, she's having one of her seizure attacks, and and uh, Sally Field's like, drink your juice, Shelby. <laughs> so this is a Kyle, drink your juice, Shelby moment to Erica, and Erica goes, oh, oh my god. Kyle laughs and Erica goes, girl, I'm fine. And Kyle goes, how come you're not drinking your Coke? And she goes, no, I didn't. Kyle goes, that's one little sip is not going to help. You need the caffeine. Erica drinks some Coke and says, five more minutes. Kyle goes, five more minutes, drink your Coke. Erica goes, okay, mom, thanks. Kyle goes, you're welcome. Kyle leaves to join the ladies back up on top. We have the drone now following the boat with these shots, skimming along the pretty blue water. Garcelle, Sutton, Diana are sunning on the bunny pad, which is a big cushion area on the boat, which to lay out and suntan and drink and gossip. Which, by the way, Juliana, who took these notes, I love that she knows it. Like, I don't even know what a bunny pad is. What is the thing she said? Per- pergola? What is the pergola? The pergola and the bunny pad? Give me a break. Garcelle says, how did you grow up, Diana? I'm curious. Did you have brothers and sisters? And Diana goes, I had the brother, but he was killed in the war. And suddenly Garcelle goes, oh. And Garcelle goes, I'm so sorry. Suddenly goes, how old was he? And Diana goes, 21. Yeah. Diana, the talking head, goes, uh, he was a peacekeeping police in a town called Cluj, and he was killed in the ethnic cleansing. And it took me a long time to even process that. And she says it very uh, matter-of-factly. I mean, this is very serious shit. 
Diana says, but the thing is, like, they couldn't even find him. They thought maybe he got kidnapped or something. Then they found him in a ditch. And Garcelle's like, oh. And Diana goes, I know. It's so sad. My dad had to identify the body. Garcelle goes, life, right? Sutton goes, my dad, he committed suicide. When it's, when it's gone like that and you don't get to say goodbye, that's hard. Diana, now, now this is, this, I mean, just the Diana Sutton relationship, this is when it really gets fascinating. Diana goes, all the roads always lead to Sutton. You all run to what other person is going through somehow. She relates everything to herself. So I do believe that Sutton is in the right, like Sutton was sharing this story, in my opinion, to relate to Diana. I don't think she was making it about herself, but this is how much Diana doesn't like Sutton already. So she is looking for these things, uh, as sometimes you do, of like, well, this is another reason why I don't like Sutton. I don't believe Sutton was doing that at all. I believe Sutton was trying to open up to Diana. A lot of these women are trying to open up to Diana, and it's just not working. Diana goes, I'm melting, yeah? And Garcelle goes, you want to go in? And Sutton's like, I love it here, but I don't have any sunscreen on. Diana goes, you might burn. And Sutton goes, oh, I won't burn. Diana, talking to her, goes, this doesn't feel like a conversation to me. It feels like Sutton wants to talk about Sutton. She doesn't need me for that. Okay, Diana leaves. And Sutton, to Garcelle, doesn't really notice the awkwardness in which Diana leaves. And Sutton goes, we're sun sisters, me and you, Garcelle. And Garcelle goes, sun sisters, I love it. Diana, walking away, says to herself, and they need to shut it. Imagine being that out. They need to shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Sutton with your dumb, I say, I say. No. Rinna, by the way, this we do go to commercial break. This is... More startling than any of the episode, Rinna does a one of those commercials within the show for the movie Elvis. <laughs> and Rinna's just, it's, to me, it, it's just a lot to see Rinna. Because then I realized, then I, so Rinna did the Elvis commercial and I realized Rinna has based her whole personal style on Elvis. Like, Rinna fully looks like Elvis to me. When I was, like, watching her do the commercial, I was like, I won't fold the money, I'll do for the show, and so you get ready for a get-go. <laughs> but the commercial is wild, because you can tell, like, Rinna's super excited, because I bet she got paid, like, a stipend to do this commercial. She's like, I love the movie Elvis with Austin Butler. <laughs> the way Elvis moved. The costumes. Las Vegas. Do you realize, too, they're really hyping up, like, Rinna didn't bring up Tom, Tom Hanks is the second lead of this movie. Like, what? why are we talking about Tom Hanks more? I, whatever. Anyways, we come back from break. We're back to Erica, splayed out on the sofa. She's like, I'm here. Sorry, she goes, I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. If I can live my life like this, cruising around the world, I'd just forever be on the sofa, saying, could you serve me chocolate chip cookies for breakfast? Yeah, like the good ones with the nestle chips and all those chips are horrible to eat again to cover myself. And for lunch, I would like a salad. Yeah, one of those salad niçois for that Bistro Jolie, $24. And for dinner, I'd like, I'd like a protein. Yeah, lobster, bean, uh, chipped ham. Mikey, Mikey always eats the good protein. Um, so she's just monologuing up a storm. 
And she waves her hand, arm back and forth, and like, she's just doing a full-on drunk Erica. And I can see where people might think, like, well, this is obviously staged. But I will say, in Erica's defense, and I hate to even use those words, I, you know, when you're really drunk, I've done that where I'm like, oh, you're so stupid. I'm a Jedi. I'm a Jedi knight. I'm doing my best. Like, I've done full-on monologues because you're almost talking to yourself to keep some kind of coherency. And in a sense, you're making it even less and less coherent. But in your head, you're like, if I just keep talking, I know I'm okay. So we go to above the top deck where the ladies are eating. And Kyle's like, I actually love to see Erica like this, to be honest. And Renee goes, me too. <laughs> and Kyle goes, she's having fun. She's lighter. She's like a different person. And we have literally never seen her like that. Ever, ever, ever. Kyle She's drunk and on Xan. I love it. It's like, she's on heroin. Completely different. Like, we're encouraging. No shit, she's different. That's what fucking these things do. And that's why people find them so attractive. Crystal goes, really? And Renee goes, right. Kyle goes, she feels safe. She feels safe with us. Kyle trying to give herself a compliment. She feels safe with us. She has to be in order to do that. And Renee goes, right. Suddenly, they see Erica hauling herself up the stairs by the handrails. And Erica goes, like, where, where is everyone? And Kyle goes, oh my God, she rallied. She lives. And Renee goes, yeah. And Dorit goes, whoops. Dorit is wearing that thing again with the pelicans. Just very distracting. I wrote it down again. Erica goes, she rallies. Listen. They all get up and dance around Erica and hug her. They're all excited. And Kyle's like, she's like a damn cat. And Erica goes, I got drank a bunch of liquor and took some medication. And Renna goes, well, that's okay. And Erica goes, it's okay. I need some food. I'm fine. And she, like, claws at this pizza. And she puts it in her claw hand with all the fingernails. She's like, Garcel and Sutton are leaving the bunny pad area. And they're, where's everybody? I was awesome. Where's everybody? Kyle goes, it's too quiet over here. It was nice eating with all you ladies, but I got to move and have some fun. Kyle wants to move, you guys. Garcel goes, are you going to go in the water? And Kyle goes, perhaps. I'm looking for a song to dance to. And Crustle's like, I'm going to take off my clothes. And Garcel goes, oh, look at you. Crystal leans over. Garcelle is now, uh, oh, Crystal rubs her booby area in Garcelle's face. Like, Garcelle goes, ha, 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 why are you always coming for me? Erica goes, so, Crystal, if you have a choice of a threesome, would it be two girls and Rob or two guys and Rob? What do you choose? Deep Thoughts with Erica Jane. Garcelle goes, two girls. And Crustle is like, huh? And Erica goes, wait, I didn't ask you, Beauvais. And Garcelle goes, me and Erica and Rob. And Erica goes, oh, hey, bitch, would you do it, though? She sounds like a drunk Bob Dylan. He's like, ah, oh, blowing in the wind, yeah. Skippity bow, everybody must get stoned. Erica goes, if Garcelle and I pulled up and we said, hey, we're in the Uber, I say we're here to fuck you and Rob. Are you down? <laughs> Two things I'm laughing at here. First off, just the thought of a drunken Erica going, I'm pull up in a lift. Will you pay for it? Will you pay for my lift first up? Second up, will you fuck me? <laughs> I pull up drunk to your, your, 
your kids are there, I'm wasting, I will fuck you, you gonna pull, you gonna accept this? The second thing I'm laughing at, the fucking, this is actually my life. There's always like this one or two moments where you're like, oh man, because you just know, it's like, I'm never going to run for president, but if I choose to randomly, they'll get to this episode and they'll play this clip. Like, you know, it'll be my big, like I'll win a primary or two, like I'll get close. And then at like the third primary, like somebody will take over the sound system and like, is this you? And I'll be like, fuck me. Fuck me, Crystal. Fuck me. Oh, fuck you. Was this you? Yes, 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 it was. Um, Kyle's like, what are you guys talking about? Crystal purses her lips, contemplating, and a talking head. Crystal goes, they're beautiful women. It's not my jam, though. Which I also think meant a little bit of, like, they're way older than the people I could pull. Crystal goes, what kind of Uber is it? That's smart, though. Like, is it an UberX? Is it a shared Uber? You know, there's a lot of things. And Eric goes... It doesn't matter. The pussy's there. <laughs> the pussy's there. Oh, my God. That's so nasty. All the ladies are like... Oh. Erica literally shoves a handful of spaghetti in her mouth and sucks up the dangling strands like Jabba the Hutt. It's like... yeah, It's so gross. Diana sits there very quietly sipping her drink. Garcelle has also gone silent. I have gone silent as well. We're all silent. Just disgusted. Meanwhile, Kyle's found her song. And yes, it's Erica's... It's expensive to me. And everybody's like singing it. And I was like, this is exactly how Titanic happened. This is exact. Iceberg right ahead. It's expensive. It's like Erica on Iceberg. Crewman Christian is watching the frolicking happening to this song. And I just, he just, he's like, he's like me. Like, how did I get here? And Dorit's like butt is bouncing up and down. Kyle is rolling on the jacuzzi cover, kicking her legs in the air. Sutton is telling Garcelle on the side. She goes, I cannot celebrate this song. That is why I love Sutton. Sutton gets it. You can't celebrate this. It's expensive to be me. It's like, girl, like, do you realize how tasteless this is? I mean, it's a great TV, but tasteless. Diana takes the last swig of her drink and moves off by herself towards the lower deck of the day boat to swim in luxurious water. Um, And she's not partying with these women, you know? And Erica is holding an upside-down fork as a microphone, pretending she's singing, uh, which she's not, so it's actually like Erica Jane in concert. Crystal and Kyle are taking their hair and doing the famous Kyle's head. Woo! And Diana jumps in the water. Erica's like, expensive to be me. And she takes a bow. And uh, I got, I remember this. Do you guys remember this? When Danny Pellegrino, this is years and years ago. I think this is Danny. He went to an Erica Jane concert in Vegas. I don't think he meant, like, I don't think that's the only reason he was there, but he went there and it was like this kind of like an arena thing. And I remember him, I swear to God, this is Danny, where it was like 200 people in a place that seemed like it could hold thousands and thousands. And Danny like started laying down during the concert and taking videos like of just how not full it was. Uh, Sorry if that's not Danny, but it made me laugh, whoever it was. Um, so Sutton looks down over the side of the boat and goes, Diana swimming. And there goes, she jumped on the boat. We see Diana doing the breaststroke. Diana very calmly goes, I just got stung by jellyfish. <laughs> I got eaten. I'm getting eaten by shark. 
Kyle goes, is Diana okay? And Crystal goes, I'll check on her. Diana's climbing back aboard the boat and reports, I got stung by jellyfish. I got stung by a jellyfish. Kyle goes, no, right now? And Rick goes, she got stung by a jellyfish. <laughs> Drew goes, yeah, she got stung. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Erica putting on a hat goes, leave me alone. Crystal goes, do I have to pee on you? And Drew goes, jellyfish? Some of the ladies, not Erica, crowd around Diana. And this is when Rinna literally shits on Diana. And Diana's like, no, I said pee. She's like, sorry. <laughs> she did not do that, you guys. Crewman Christian attends to her sting, uh, puts on antiseptic. Uh, Rinna goes, ah, shit. Diana goes, I was trying to swim to the beach. You guys, if you see the shot, the beach is like really far away from the boat. That's how much Diana did not want to be anywhere near this boat. Kyle goes, she was trying to escape. She tried to jump ship, literally. Erica goes, Garcelle, go down and pee on the new girl. Garcelle goes, I'm not peeing on the new girl. And Erica goes, do you want me to pee on her? Like, I probably can. I'm going to get like some kind of finish. So it's like, what? And Erica's laying down with her hat covering her head. Her legs are completely splayed out. Just, and like, listen, guys, I don't care if you think Erica's like attractive or not. Like, but this, I think we can all agree, is not attractive. She is just like, like, it's like, you just picture, like, this is, you, the only thing that would make this more like Erica's home if you just put a lot of empty Taco Bell wrappers around her. Like, oh, give me that Chilino, bitch. Um, so uh, Rena goes, so can we not go in the water? Are we too scared? And Kyle's like, I'm not going in that water now. I was going to go, but now there's no fucking way. And Rena goes, well, I was going to jump in, but now I'm scared. <laughs> Sutton's like, no, I'm not swimming out there. I'll say, I'm not going to be Natalie Wood today, which is a very dark reference to Natalie Wood you know, dying off of a yacht, which is a really interesting story. By the way, Christopher Walken, the actor, was there the night Natalie Wood died. There was always this rumor, you guys, with Natalie Wood that her husband at the time, Robert Wagner, um, uh, I don't know if you guys would remember Heart to Heart, or he played uh, uh, Rob Lowe, older in the Austin Powers movie. Anyways, famous actor for his day, but supposedly he might have killed Natalie Wood in a drunken rage. They were never able to prove it. It's a really weird Hollywood mystery. Erica goes, nah, hell no, bitch, whatever. Kyle comes back up to the top and, uh, you know, is going, she was stung by a jellyfish. Garcelle's really upset about it. Erica's really concerned too. This is totally sarcastic. Garcelle about Erica says, is she alive? And something goes, she's alive. And Garcelle goes, okay, good. Kyle in a talking head says, Erica's knocked out cold. Diana's been stung by a jellyfish and it's still one of our better boat rides. Ha 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 ha. Big Kyle guffaw. Like, can somebody teach me to do Kyle? Because I know in the talking head, Kyle almost has a Scott Disick quality of like, I don't know what's going on. She like, she's, you know, but then in the other one, she likes to like do him. I need to find a way to do Kyle. So they flash back to the 2014 boat ride with Lisa Vanderpump when suddenly Brandy slapped her face and Dree says, don't you ever get in my face, Rita? And Rita's like, Dree, fuck off. Then a flashback to one year earlier when Garcelle was on a boat with all of the ladies and they have, let's play a game. Never have I ever stolen anything, which is directed at Erica. Remember last season, that that trip? Uh, We're now back to the present on the day boat and Diana's like, 
it's not that bad regarding her sting. And Crystal's like, well, I'm going to go in. Dorit's like, you're going to go in. I want to go in, but I'm like... Diana jumps in the luxurious water. Dorit goes, I want to go in. I hope I don't get stung now like Diana Dinkins. Rena's like, I might just go in. Let's just do it. Rena, Dorit, Crystal join Diana in the water. Uh, Rena says, it's gorgeous. Erica goes, I'm sorry Diana got stunned by jellyfish. That's not my intention. Kyle laughs and Garcelle says, for someone who's tired, you're sure talking a lot. She's like laid out, you guys. They just begging her to pass out. That's the other thing with super drunk people. When you're just waiting for them to pass out, you're like, pass out already. Pass out, pass out. Um, Eric goes, I'm fine. I would love to lie. And Kyle goes, buenos noches, amiga. Garcelle and Kyle silently use their fingers to count how long it takes for Erica to talk again. Rena comes up after her swim. Uh, she goes, hi, she okay? And Erica goes, yeah, I'm fine. And Kyle goes, oh, 10 seconds, 10 seconds. She lost it before she's, oh, sorry, excuse me. So, um. Rena goes, these bitches are still in the water. Kyle goes to Sutton, do you think Diana jumped off because of you? <laughs> Sutton goes, oh, maybe. Rena goes, Diana just said she was swimming to the shore. And Erica goes, well, she didn't fucking make it. And Kyle goes, she's alive again. And Rena goes, she's a Virgo. Erica, by the way, who's a cancer, says, my mother's a Virgo. We don't get along. Kyle's now mimicking Erica's voice and goes, I don't get along with all those Virgos. I really do think Kyle could have auditioned for SNL. Get like a different, a different time. Kyle's on that cast, period. Sutton, who is a Virgo, goes, my mother's a cancer and we get along. And Rena goes, I'd like to meet Reba. And Erica goes, no, you don't. And Rena goes, oh. And Erica goes, Reba. She handed it to you cold. Am I right or am I right? <coughs> and Sutton goes, Hush, I'll say, I'll say. So now we're in this kind of, uh, we're in, in kind of this Erica trying to be salt of the earth and talk to Sutton like she's a friend of hers and not somebody that she's horribly maligned every step of the way. And uh, Erica's like, we're brought up in the South, me and Sutton, and I think Sutton may back me up on this. It's not cuddly, cozy. We're steel magnolias. And Sutton's like, yep. I think with my dad in that way, she was just like... We get flashback to that scene from a couple seasons ago with Sutton and her mom. And this was still so chilling, you guys. Remember the scene? And Sutton's like, well, there's a lot of dad in this store. She's crying. She's like, don't you miss him, mama, like a little? And Sutton's mom's like, my relationship to him was totally different than yours. I don't miss him. Dude, do you know how brutal that is? That is my nightmare. Imagine dying and then being up in heaven and like, oh, let me check out my... My wife and my daughter, and the daughter's like, I miss daddy. And she's like, I do not. <laughs> I feel like, oh, shit. I hear that. Like, seriously. And Erica's like, yeah, we don't fuck around. And Sutton's like, and don't mess around with people we love. And Erica goes, right. Sutton goes, oh, we'll get you. And Kyle goes, you're all gangsters. And Erica goes, no, we're just agricultural people that don't didn't have a chance. 
We're agricultural. <laughs> we're agricultural. Guys, we're agricultural people that didn't have a chance. And Garcelle goes, okay, it's cultural. And Erica goes, it's cultural. We're from a farming state from where, like, agriculture was our thing. And we didn't have, like, textiles or something like that. Garcelle and I talking to me, I goes, I have no idea what Erica's talking about right now. It just doesn't make sense. But I do, I love this ballad of Tom Joad that Erica's doing. This, it's once again the ballad of Erica Jane of like, ah. Uh, I was raised in the fields in a glorious USA. I woke up to pick cotton. I tried to move bales of hay. I grew up with agriculture in a farming state. We didn't have textiles. And then I met my mate, Tom Girardi, Mikey Middle, Carrington's. Pick me up and top me what Beverly Hills was. Cause I'm from an agricultural people. We didn't have textiles to play with. But I'll tell you that I'm the little girl from a southern place every time. I step on stage as Erica Jane. So she's like just on one. She's like bullshitting. Erica's like, so if you didn't work, you didn't get paid. Everybody's laughing. Erica goes, sorry for you. And Kyle goes, put your hat on, Erica. And Erica goes, shut up, Kyle. Kyle flips Erica the bird. Erica goes, I'm putting my hat on and going to sleep. And guy goes, go to sleep. Eric goes, thank you. We fade out to later. They do this weird camera thing where they're fading in and out, like with a little peephole. Kyle's lifting Erica's hat to mess with her. All the ladies are enjoying themselves, laughing, sunning, taking pictures. Even later, Sutton's trying to wake up Erica. Like, Erica, Erica, hey, Erica, wake up. Erica's like, yeah, we're here. Her legs are fully akimbo. Like, you just like, oh, my God, girl, close those legs. We're just like... Okay, guys, let's go. Get your purses and your shoes. Chris is like, you rest while Erica goes? Erica goes, yeah, I'm passed out. Diana's just quietly sipping her drink. Erica goes, oh, thank you. And then she looks back, she goes, oh, my God, I ruined this couch. And it shows this big brown stain on it. And I was like, oh, my God, did Erica shit the bed? And it turns out her, her like, makeup, like, her skin makeup, her tan makeup, all was on the couch. And son's like, oh, shit, how much is that going to cost? And Erica goes, I'll pay for it. <laughs> like, girl, I'll pay for it? Like, what are you going to pay? Like, sorry, Mikey, you're not getting a Christmas gift. I'm going to pay for my finger. Like, what are you talking about? I'll pay for it. Sutton and I talking to Erica goes, I don't know. Try maybe not wearing so much body makeup. I'll say, I'll say. The ladies are all at the day boat walking to the vans. Erica goes, I ruined that sofa. Dree goes, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> That's the whatever. So we see an update to the sunset time at the Conrad Hotel. We're checking in on the ladies in their room. Crystal is styling her own hair. Queen Sutton is having makeup applied. 
Dorit is applying makeup to herself while someone is styling her hair, and she's talking to PK on the phone. PK's like, how you doing? And Dorit's like, I'm okay, babe. I'm okay. Beep, boop, bop, beep, beep. I'm excited to see you guys. Little Jagaloo, that's for sure. And Pete goes, we can't wait for you to come home. I was up watching TV in bed last night. And Dorit was like, what are you watching? And Pico's like, I didn't watch anything we're watching. <laughs> hey, I did not watch. I swear to God, I didn't watch the Squid Game. <laughs> Dorit's like, okay. And Pico's like, nothing you like. And Dorit's like, okay. The Garcelle to Robert in her room, her hairstylist, is like, do you think the bow should be bigger? Because she's putting a bow in her hair. Robert's like, uh, yeah. Garcelle ties the bow. He's like, all right, what do you think? Robert fusses with it. Garcelle's like, don't overdo it, Robert. Joshua, Sutton's assistant, in her room asks Sutton, what are you going to wear? And Sutton's like, I don't know. I actually just text Garcelle to see what she's wearing. A long flowing dress. Great. So we're all pretty much getting dressed. To me, these scenes get a little old. For you girls or guys that are into fashion, I'm sure you love this shit. I just, I'm like, oh, okay, man. Like, yeah, let's just get to the next scene. Sutton and Natagna goes, Erica lost everything. Maybe it's a cry for help. I don't know. I do know that Xanax and alcohol never a good combo. No, no, no. Because Sutton was just talking to Garcelle on the phone about Erica seeming tired and that Garcelle said she was nervous because she feels like she might be mixing too many meds and alcohol. She had three margaritas, she said, but then did all, you know, like you don't get that wasted on just three margaritas. Over at Erica's room, she's all dressed, all done up. She has her hair in this kind of weird, it's just, it's typical Erica, but it's like Erica on a budget, you know, you can tell. Uh, she's outside in the night with an assistant having an impromptu photo session. She's like, twow. Garcelle, uh, so they, we cut to the shoreline, the waves, the beautiful sun setting. We are gathering. Um, everybody's looking at each other's outfits. They order tequila. Sutton arrives. Go, you all doing tequila shots? And Ray goes, you want one? <laughs> Come here, let's go. Garcelle starts singing, here comes the bride. Sutton smacks Garcelle. Rena goes, you do look like you're getting married. Crystal goes, you do look like a bride. Erica and Kyle walk up. Kyle's singing, it's expensive to be me. Uh, so Erica sits down next to Sutton. Garcelle says, Erica, you having coffee? And Erica goes, huh? Coffee. And Erica goes, I already have three espressos. And Garcelle goes, oh, good, 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 good. And Erica goes, yeah, I'm trying to rally Garcelle. I'm trying to get back up. And they all cheer to health, to health, to health. And Erica goes, to being awake. Rena to Garcelle goes, Erica doesn't remember anything. She goes, did I sleep the entire time on the boat? And Garcelle goes, shut up. And Rena goes, I swear to God, I said you did. <laughs> Erica and talking to her goes, do I, rem do I remember sitting on that sofa? Uh, Rena goes, uh, we get a flashback to Erica passed out on the daybed when Kyle is literally throwing bread at her. <laughs> Sutton's like, don't do that, please. Come on, have respect for the boat. <laughs> Erica and talking to goes, what can I say? Wasn't that great of a day. <laughs> okay. So the other ladies are at the bar. Uh, Garcelle, Dorit, and Diana come rushing in late. Uh, Garcelle's like, okay, we gotta go. They head towards the van. Crystal and Sutton have arms around each other's waist. I, I, you know, Crystal goes, we look like a happy couple. And Rena goes, oh. Fireworks are in the sky as they arrive at the La Rustica Mita. And Rena goes, are we going to the pharmacia? 
And Kyle goes, what are you going to buy, Dorit? And Garcelle goes, do they have joints? And Rene goes, no, they don't have that. And Kyle goes, Viagra? And Dorit goes, okay, guys, come on, let's go to dinner. They are seated in this nice upscale establishment. Garcelle goes, this is so pretty. I like this. It's perfect. Silver goes, hola, señoritas, buenos noches. Would you like to start with drinks? And Garcelle says, Cristalino, yeah, straight, I'll start with that. Erica goes, you have the dragoness, right? Server's like, Casa de Dragonos, that's the best one. And Erica's like, yeah. Kyle goes, uno margarita, un los rojos sin sal. Server's like, okay, muy bien. Uh, Carcel says, hey, guys, I just wanted to say that next week I'm inviting everyone here to celebrate my birthday. Erica kind of claps weird. Garcelle goes, no gifts necessary. I just want you guys to come have fun dance. Kyle emphasizes the no gifts necessary, but welcome. They all laugh. And Erica goes, if you don't bring a gift, I'm going to notice. <laughs> Molinese. Because remember last year at the party, that was when Harry did the Bolognese thing. Rena threw uh, Garcelle's birthday party. And then Rena felt that she Harry was not properly thanked for the Bolognese. And that has been a plot line for a whole year. Sutton and Natagna goes, I'm going to start calling Garcelle can opener. She just opens a can of worms all the time. And Kyle's like, that is, uh, we get the flashback of that party. With uh, the gift, and Sutton's like, Dad, gumming, I didn't bring a present. Sutton and I talking to present day goes, In fact, for her next birthday, I'll say, I say I'm gonna get her a can opener, like a very fancy one. Garcelle says, Just it's gonna be really fun, and I just want you guys to have a good time. And Erica goes, like, Are we gonna dance? And Renna goes, Will you all dance in my honor? Because you know I'm gonna be in New York <laughs> for Harry's hot zone premiere. Renna and I talking to her goes, I'm so excited to support Harry Hamlin at the premiere of Hot Zone Anthrax. <laughs> Harry plays Tom Brokaw. We get a flashback to Harry's birthday party last year talking about the role of doing Tom Brokaw. And Harry's like, He's deep, and then he's high, and then he's deep, and then he's high. And Kyle's like, oh, and deep and high at the same time. That's exactly right. <laughs> and Harry's like, and his vowels always go like today. Harry vocally demonstrates the deeper tone of Tom Brokaw's range. Rinna and I goes, he's brilliant, of course, <laughs> because he's Harry Hamlin. Garcelle says, not that I want to bring this up, but Denise Richards, you guys, is going to come to my party, and I can't believe you're not going to be there, Rinna. Most of the ladies drop their mouths open, then silence. And Rena goes, I'm, uh, I'm happy she's coming. I hope you have a great time. And Sutton's like, it'll be so nice to see her. Garcelle goes, yeah. She smiles. And Rena goes, yeah. Garcelle and talking to her goes, I thought maybe with Denise coming, Rena would actually show up and fix things with Denise on neutral ground. Silence again at the table. Dramatic music plays. Rena and talking to her goes, Denise and I, you know, there's a whole lot of history there. <laughs> Flashback to 2019 with Denise and Rinna together. Denise like Denise is like, if everyone kept coming at you, I would, as your friend, say, stop, guys. Let's stop, guys. That's why I feel like you haven't been a friend to me. We cut to Rinna home with Denise on the sofa 2020, and Rinna goes, you sent a sheesh and the sheesh. And Denise is like, who told you that? And Rinna goes, ooh. You're so angry. Rena and Tanya goes, It's interesting that she's telling me Denise is going to be there when I'm not going to be there. But would she have told me if I was going to be there? Licks her lips. Only Garcelle will know. 
And Renee goes, oh, okay, you know what? And Garcelle goes, what? Renee goes, well, I did reach out to Nanish about a month ago. Garcelle gasps, goes, why have you been holding out, Renee? Why didn't you just, why didn't you lead with this? And Erica goes, because it didn't end good. <laughs> Renee goes, I'll reach out. And I'll, I'll, sorry, Renee goes, I reach out and I send her a text and I want to apologize to you on how I behaved. We get a flashback to the COVID Zoom reunion where Denise is like, I wasn't the one that kept bringing it up every single dinner. And it's like, yes, you were. Gaslighting, gaslighting. That's what I had to say about all this bullshit. Good job, Denise. Good job. Rena goes, she texted me back. And I think it was just a nice moment. And Garza goes, oh, that's great. That's great. Rena goes, I felt that it was time. So I did. And, uh... <laughs> Rena and I talking now goes, Garcelle was very adamant about how she would like me to reach out to Denise. Uh, this wasn't about Garcelle, though. This was about me and Denise. Dorit goes, did she receive the text well? And Rena goes, she did, and she thanked me for it. Rena and I talking now goes, she was kind enough to say that she appreciated it, and that made her feel good. It was not a long exchange. And Kyle goes, good, 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 good. And... You uh, felt better, probably. And Renee goes, of course. Of course I felt better. And Garcelle in a talking head goes, um, I'm texting Denise to see if she did hear from Rena. I'm not saying Rena's lying. Garcelle deadpans at the camera. She picks up her phone. The text notification chimes. And Rena goes, it just came over to me that, like, uh, I'm not kidding. And Chris was like, wow. And Kyle's like, well, nobody ever said you weren't impulsive. And Rena goes, no. No one ever said that. Everything Rena says is weirdly threatening. Also, if you read it in the voice I do for her. But of course, this is what I wanted to talk to you guys that came out tonight. So this episode aired, and then today, Rena posted the actual text exchange with Denise. And she says, Denise, I am deeply sorry for the way I treated you on and around the show. I hope you are doing well, and I wish you and your family nothing but the very best heart. And that was October 2nd, 1130 a.m., Saturday, Monday, October 4th, 6.01 p.m. Denise goes, thank you so much for your text. It means a lot. I hope you and your family is good. I hope you and your family is good. Ugh. Well, you know, wasn't perfect. And then Lisa ran on another slide on her Instagram says, I didn't show that on the show because I thought it was private. But since I've now seen the show, thought we should set the record straight. <laughs> I will tell you guys, if there is one thing that we know without a shadow of the doubt, if you share a private moment with Rinna, she will share it with the world. Rinna, like, see, I mean, it's like Rinna cannot do a good deed or apologize in a correct way without wanting some kind of attention. Or you could be like, well, you know, Garcelle kind of said, is she lying? But Garcelle was kind of like, ha ha, is she like, listen, Rinna, sometimes when you're fucking wrong about something, you have to apologize and eat crow. You don't then share the private actual message and go, here you guys. <laughs> it, it's so gross. And it just like shows you how weirdly connected you are with all of this whole shebang. It's weird. Um, Garcelle in a talking head goes with a text notification chime where Denise's response is when, and there's a good belly laugh. And, uh, Garcelle's like, not when, wow. How many times has she talked to this bitch? So implied that they had talked a bunch of times. Garcelle was like, how many times? Um, everybody orders food and Diana's like, you know, 
I've never been on a girl's trip in my life. And Gar says, like, that's what I heard. Never a girl's trip. And Erica goes, I hadn't either. Don't worry about it. Dinah goes, never. You guys have been good to me. And to be honest, like, I've been really loved. I feel like from beginning, welcome by the girls. She's talking in, like, like a very kind of deadpan zombie way. Gar's is like, we're just being silly. We're just being silly. And Erica's like, no, she's not. And Dorit's like, no, you're not being silly. Garcelle goes, shut up, Dorit. Diana goes, that was a moon eclipse last night, and I did have a little meltdown. But apart from that, I think you're all spectacular. Like, really, it's really, it's very nice. I gotta say, though, man, this is really becoming Garcelle's show in a lot of small ways. I don't know if you guys agree at all, and it might not be evident to some people, But in small ways, Garcelle is pointing out ridiculousness within the scenes, but at the same time starting enough drama herself and truly is an epicenter of a lot of the things. Remember, she also sticks up for Sutton. She was instigating uh, some of the crystal uh, stuff or at least extending the conversation. She's always been up Erica's ass. I mean, she's doing a lot of work and in subtle ways where you're like, oh, but like it's it's really interesting. Garcelle on a talking head says Diana says everybody's spectacular is more BS. She would rather get stung by a jellyfish than talk to us. It's obvious. Food gets put down. Garcelle's like, I have to say though, last night, Diana, when Dorit asked you about your book, I felt like you didn't want to talk about it. We cut back to last night, see that scene again. Where Diana was like, I feel like I've said this before. We've had a conversation. Garcelle says, it felt a little rude to me because Dorit was trying to find out about you. So you like, you know, and you just shut it down. And Diana goes, I got really, I get really uncomfortable about bragging. And Garcelle goes, really? And Diana goes, mm-hmm. Oh, licks her lips. I hate to toot my own horn. I really get kind of like. Crystal goes, shy. And Diana goes, yeah, shy. Crystal goes, I get that. Sorry, Crystal goes, not to read. Crystal goes, I get that. Diana and I are talking. And goes, funny thing is, Garcelle, you are the most unwelcoming. I've tried to break the mold and didn't quite work. It's Garcelle who's missing our friendship. It's her loss. Well, I mean, would you consider Garcelle a black content creator, Diana? Uh, Crystal passes a plate of food down the table. Uh, it's a plate of calamari, and Erica goes... We used to tell my son this was chicken with a hole, so we didn't know what it was. Chicken with a hole! Which I just love the fact, America, feeding a kid calamari. Like, hey, kid, Tom. Tom's your new dad. We're going to feed you uh, a lot of fancy seafood shit. This is chicken with holes. Eat up, kid. Son's like, well, if you got a leg pot, what was that called? And Garcelle's says, like, the testicles, right? And Kyle's like, not testicles, tentacles. Crystal says, speaking of testicles, can you believe that dude today on the boat showing us his wiener? And we're just like, he pulled his pants down. <laughs> and Garcelle's like, it was very pink. And Son's like, ooh. When he goes, fucking hell, we're talking about penis. And Son's like, I've got a date when I get back. His name, Ron Bailey. He got a podcast. I'll say, I'll say he's huh. And Erica's like, you do? You go on a date? Where are you going? Sutton goes, I don't know yet. And Erica goes, then you meet him on the app. And Sutton whispers, on the bumble, on the bumble. And Erica's like, 
on the bubble. And Crystal Torina goes, can you believe them now talking? And he's like, they're sitting next to each other talking right now. Crystal's like, it's awesome. It makes me happy. Sutton now shows Erica a picture of me on her cell phone. Like, look at this guy. This no, so it's a picture of a guy. We don't get to see him. And Erica's like, oh, bitch, he's hot. Yeah, if you can get some of that. Like, I love Erica's always like, yeah, you gonna lick his asshole? Yeah, oh, lick that balls, yeah. So it's like, he's younger than me. And Erica's like, I know, I saw that, but that's okay. He's a cowboy. What's going on over there? Is he giving me brains like Willie, like Willie Nelson? Oh, saying. So it's like, no, no, no. And Eric's like, really? That's your thing, brains? And so I was like, I don't know. It could be. He's giving me, he's giving me a little Billy Bob Thornton, <laughs> a little, a little mustard, <laughs> a little uh, swing blade, switch blade. What's what that Billy Bob Thornton movie? Everyone at the table is just amazed. And Chris was like, Oh my God, they're on her phone. Everyone is like, I know. Sutton and they're talking to her. Goes, Erica's so tough, and I really don't like her actions. But sometimes she's kind of funny. Like, uh, by the way, that's. True, she is kind of funny sometimes. Sutton goes, I don't want a boyfriend. And Aaron goes, I don't either. I want a lot of dick. Oh, my God. Oh, Sutton goes, I like funny people. Hi, Sutton. Dorit goes, this trip, guys, there's two people here who've made small steps. Everyone's looking at Sutton and Erica. Crystal goes, I noticed that, too. And Erica goes... I don't put expectations on anything. Nice moments are nice moments for me, and that's where I'm at. We still need to work on things. But definitely step in the right direction. So it's like, we have issues, I'll say. I'll say, however, that we need to deal with. And Erica's like, however, there are people here at this table. Son's like, that we love more. And Winner's like, I feel it, and I thank you both for it. <laughs> And Erica goes, look, you lost your mother. I'm not going to come here. And son's like, Rena, we're not going to do that. We don't want to be pushed. And Erica's like, no, we're not going to be pushed. And son's like, we don't need that. And Erica's like, we don't need any help. And son's like, we're kind of very similar people. Erica and the talking to her goes, I don't do well when people force shit on me. No shit, you won't even apologize. Why is such a big deal? When I'm nice to someone or I call someone a cunt, when I let people know how I feel, if I fell asleep on the boat, can I just be me? It's the ballad of Erica Jane. Can I just be me on a boat with my legs all afloat? Didn't wear no underwear. I got makeup all over on the chair. All on the chair. I'm taking time release. Xanax drinking bottles of Pinot. Grigio, I borrowed a 20 from Mikey Minden to fill up my tank of gas. Um, Erica goes, we don't need to be making these ladies comfortable. It's between us. And he's like, yeah, but I will, what I will say, I hope that you have been real with me this weekend. You know what I mean? Erica's like, I think you would have felt it. And son goes, well, I didn't. And Erica goes, you're not dumb. And son goes, well, I didn't feel it in Del Mar. Sutton and their talking head goes, I have walked this walk with Erica before. We cut to one year earlier, and this was when I said, you can go back and check this recap out, you guys. I remember exactly doing this, where... Erica was Xanax fun. Erica was like, remember when she was nice to send that episode? It still fucking irks me so bad. Because she really, like, was like, Sutton's like, oh, good, we're friends again. And then Erica the next day was like, I fucking hate Sutton. And I just thought it was the biggest bitch move that she's ever pulled. Erica and the talking head's like, I'm not, 
I'm not going to ruin everybody else's trip because I hate Sutton. So Sutton and Atagnea goes, I have a lot to say to Erica. I'm not scared of her. And that scares her. She's she's like, uh, she's pointing. She's like, but I'm going to take one for the team and be her friend because I'm the bigger person. I'm the adult now, Sutton says. Which is very reminiscent of that movie um, with the Tom Hanks. Like, I'm the captain now. I'm the... I'm the adult now. Me, Sutton Strack. Sutton's like, we get each other in a way other people don't understand. Sutton to the table goes, can we raise our glass one last time to Lois? And Rene goes, never one last time. They all clink the glasses, cheer. Ah, turn, love. Hey, we love Lois. And Dorit's like, this is so funny. Dorit's like, I love your zest for life. I think you got that from Lois. Crystal's like, I know, it was a nice trip. Eric's like, yeah, nice trip. They all think Dorit and Dorit goes, I think you guys, you've said it all, but I will say this. When you go through a journey, any kind of journey, learning about one another, growing and going through conflict, these emotions are on an exaggerated level and heightened. And people think she's finished, but we keep going, and now the editors completely troll her, making this seem like it's an hour-long monologue. We're like, a lot of the journey we do it, we do it independently, we do it collectively. And if I can echo what Rina said, you know, a whole host of emotions at any given moment, how I would feel and whether it would be one of those, you know, like keeps going on. Dorit's voice is fading and Kyle and a talking head's demonstrating falling asleep. And Kyle is literally about to crack up. Kyle's like losing it. And Rina's like, wait, what is she laughing about? And Dorit goes, because I'm long-winded. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Cheers. Erica is like, okay, time to go home. Rin's like, it's time. Let's go home. Bye-bye. Everybody's going to bed. Uh, Kyle in a talking head goes, I can't stand when people are born because they all go to bed instead of keep up partying. Don't they know we're on vacation? Kyle's drinking with Dorit, Don Julio, 1942. Kyle in a talking head says, why am I the only one that wants to have fun around here, losers? Diana goes, can I just say, am I grateful for today and tonight? I really am. I really am. Kyle goes, is it because they were talking? Because Sutton, you know, and Diana goes, oh, my God. Uh, Dorit goes, and by the way, by the way, I saw. <laughs> like, I saw them walking out to dinner. Arm in arm. Sutton and Erica. Kyle's like, she's literally black or white. There's no gray area with Sutton. I mean, look what happened with Sutton and you. Sutton talking like that to you really threw you off because you're not used to that. We flashed to one night earlier with Sutton and Diana where Sutton's like, I'm a very good person. Diana's like, we already know that. Sutton's like, yeah, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it until the cows come home. Kyle's like, what made you so emotional? What made you so upset? Diana's like, because I was trying to help. Dorit's like, that reaction just did not feel. It felt off. It felt extremely misdirected. Kyle's like, she's extremely reactive, Sutton. Diana's like, the problem is with her, she contradicts herself a lot. I eat bacon. I'm a vegetarian. Like, we're still on this fucking bacon. Kyle's like, I never even thought about that. Kyle in a talking head says, I don't think Diana's fragile, but I'm starting to figure out that when Diana's quiet, something's brewing. Bingo. Diana goes... Our first lunch together, she says, I don't respond well to yelling and violence. We get a flashback to that. And Diana goes, I was really surprised that that's how she came at me. I said to her over and over at the same lunch, you get to do this once. Once. Kyle's like, so that was her one time. You could have been friends, but then she blew it. Diana goes, sort of. And I'm like, damn. Dorit and I talking to her says, I think Diana's a sweetheart. I also think she's got a tough side. She's not going to be taken advantage of. She's not going to let something push her around. That I respect. Diana goes, 
And truly, like, I work hard on myself, but you know, she could have gotten headbutted. Diana's, like, threatening a headbutt? The thing is, like, I am Bosnian. Dorit nervously laughs, smacks her hands together. Kyle goes, I wouldn't want to mess with someone who was from Bosnia. Next morning, all the ladies are leaving. We're at the airport. The private jet's all fired up. Kyle de Garcelle goes, will you take one of me smiling a picture? And Dorit's on board going, are we sitting are we sitting in any which way? And Diana goes, any way you want, any way you want. And son goes, is it okay if I sit with y'all? And Diana goes, how we were sitting before. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Because uh, Diana does not want something to sit near her. And we're just like, oh, you like to sit this way. Why don't you sit here? And Diana goes, okay. Son's like, no, I'll go sit over there. And Diana goes, this is how we sat before, I think. And Chris is like, perfect, sure. Sutton and they're talking to says, last night you said you liked everybody in the group. So all of a sudden I can't sit next to you? Okay, meanie pants. Son's like, I can't sit next to you? And Dorit's like, oh, Diana, thank you for the private chat. And Garcella goes, okay, tell me exactly what happened, Sutton. Son's like, I said, can I sit with y'all? And she said, go to your original seat. And Garcella's like, that's rude. I'm sorry, that's rude. And Sutton's like, is that where you sat? And Garcella's like, no, I sat over there. And Sutton goes, well, that was retaliation. I'll say, I'll say, so we see how it works. We see how it works. Sutton and they're talking there goes, the girl who says she don't hold a grudge clearly holds a grudge. Sutton's like, I can get my own plane. Yes, I can. And Garcella goes, yes, you can. Sutton's like, yes, I can. If you got on my plan, I don't tell you where to sit, okay? And Garcelle's like, well, listen, if you slender flowers to say thank you for using the plan, you don't have to add my name. Son's like, I'm not going to do that. Garcelle goes, okay, thank you. End of episode, you guys. Boom! Next week, we see a photo shoot with Erica Jang going, Mikey going, we ready? Let's go, girl. Erica's like, yeah. Uh. Mikey's like, love that jacket. Yeah. And they're like, that's a wrap. Yay. Sutton telling Dorit Diana's text message. I'm telling you this so Garcelle doesn't think I'm rude. Something, uh, some bullshit fight. Crystal to her husband, Rob. When you jab at Diana, it's nuclear. And then Garcelle going, ooh, I'm so excited for my birthday. I want to go out, ready to party. Let's go dance. And then Garcelle having a scene with Diana Jenkins going, you're not going to ruin my birthday. And then we have that scene with Diana to Sutton going, you need a new villain? Here I am. <laughs> we did it, folks. We got this under two hours and 31 minutes. God damn. Uh, you guys, thank you so much. I know these are super long, but I hope you have fun with them. I hope you have a great weekend. Like I said before, do all the things that would make me proud. Uh, I hope you have the best weekend ever. Thank you. If you like this, leave a good review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'll be doing a Patreon episode this weekend. Uh, YouTube video just went up. The Bailey Mail, which is a quick 12-minute video, just went up, Maritza said, an hour ago. So go to YouTube, subscribe to that. Uh, so many things. Thank you guys for being a part of this journey for me. Uh, I'm glad that we can be silly together, and I will talk to you on Monday. Betches.